Hello everyone, you're listening to the Red Leaf Retrocast, where we strive to find, analyze, discuss and review entertainment pieces from the recent past in our questionable sense of humor, always delivering the best content with the best quality so we can keep being your place to learn, remember and relive the past to the present. Welcome! It's anime episode 41 of the Redleaf Retrocast. It is the anime of the year cast, much anticipated one of the year, and we're going to finish up with a review over Azamanga Dayo. We have our natural two, well, we have Tori's movie quest, and then a new special segment we're introducing to the cast, and we hope to bring you each and every episode. I'm your host, JD, of the Redleaf Retrocast. And I'm joined here with my two amazing hosts. Hickey, how you doing today? Uh, I'm doing fine. It's just hot like always, but I'll I'll be okay. I hope so. Hot like the host that you are? Uh, a little bit hotter. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. damn. <laughs> That's a hot day in Brazil. Happy summer for you. <laughs> and we can't forget about our best host, Tori. You're right, we can't forget about me. <laughs> and nobody has. Ah, so how's everyone been the last couple weeks? Oh, you know. Kind of just getting over to, like, holiday hangover and then just sure. again trying to get back into a normal routine and starting to wake up early in the morning again and realizing that that is just hopeless. <laughs> oh, I feel you. My, my schedule's been uh, topsy-turvy with... With school starting again for a lot of people, so translations are coming in uh, fast and furious. Uh. Got a new got a new bowling ball uh, drilled. For, I got it. I sent it in um, to the pro shop uh, guy that I uh, was introduced to last week. Got it drilled. Picked it up this week, and I did quite well in the two uh, the two night tournaments that I went to. It paid for itself already. Oh, cool! I'm living the neat life. I'm not waking up early at all. Uh, I've been playing like 10 hours of Senran Kagura every day. Don't ask me why. I don't. Uh, Senran Kagura. Yes. All right. I know we have a I know we have a listener that's um very 
invested into all of yeah, those games. The new the new game is coming out. Not the new game, the like the remake of the first one that counts for the series. Uh, it's coming out in okay f- three days. Yeah, uh, in the twenty oh, second wow. of January on Steam for like. And it's very cheap, so I might I might buy it. I don't know because I I don't have a job anymore. Uh, I'll, I'll be okay. I'll probably buy it. I don't care. I'll be okay. <laughs> I'll be okay. I think. <laughs> so you guys, you guys were. Um, I I was kind of half in and out of being asleep because my sleep schedules. Like I wake up at four thirty in the morning. I'm done with work by like ten, and then I take a nap for like four hours during the day. Uh, but you guys were talking about Bandai on YouTube doing something crazy. Oh yeah. Uh. Well, I mean, crazy it depends. Uh, Bandai decided to uh, hit everyone with a little bit of a YouTube original of their own. So. Uh, Basically, one of their idol anime, Idolish 7, mm-hmm. is re- currently releasing on uh, YouTube as a YouTube original series. So, the, uh... Weird. I don't even think it's the first episode for some reason. I think it's episode 2 of the new season. <laughs> it's free, so and it's literally available to anyone. You can go to Bandai, Bandai's uh, official channel and you can watch it for free. With subs, it is subtitled. YouTube subs are absolutely horrible, but... They they are subbed, and uh, right because it doesn't it doesn't work if more than one person is talking on the uh, screen, and, right? Yeah, and they're talking faster than the subs update because you can't. It's hard to set the subs properly, so oh. it doesn't update pro- properly with what they're saying. Uh, so basically, it's easier to watch if you have a little bit of a pre pre knowledge of Japanese, so that you can at least pick up on somewhat what they're saying and then have it refreshed after. But <laughs> it's <laughs> it's not ideal. Somebody's definitely going to have to do something about the subs if they're going to make that uh, that uh, viable. But yeah, no, it's a thing. And then that, the bad news is that the rest of it is going to be premium, meaning you're, you're going to have to pay to watch it. And mm-hmm. to make matters even worse, because this is the band that we all know and love, uh, even the fact that even though episode 2 is free and available worldwide, the premium episodes are available in Japan only and paid for. <laughs> Yeah. So that's Bandai. Yeah. Oh, that's that Bandai, Bandai. I love to hate. <laughs> they're uh, they're interesting. They they make some weird decisions sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you think that so? That is incredible. <laughs> I mean, it's just Idolish Seven. I don't think many people are going to lose sleep over this. I'm sure yeah. somebody was like, "That's my favorite Idol show," but eh. I don't know. Well, I'm, I'm wondering if that's a a prelude for more anime to come. Like, imagine if a Gundam series gets on there and it's only available in Japan. <laughs> well, I mean, we were discussing that, right? Uh, Bandai yeah. start putting things on YouTube and digital uh, streaming, internet streaming. They just stream them, mm-hmm. quote unquote, streams themselves using the premium yeah. or the partnership button that now YouTube has, something like that. Mm-hmm. Member button, membership yeah. button. Uh, and they use that instead of just going out and streaming uh, to streaming sites, so it's more money for them. Yeah, no, I, I, it, I don't know. It's it'll be interesting. I, I would be fucking weird though if all of a sudden YouTube is on the goddamn streaming of anime. That would be, <laughs> that would be weird times. Yeah, you it can watch be, our shows through sooner. YouTube. I was yeah, I was expecting I was expecting that from Kadokawa because usually Kadokawa is the one who makes the. 
I mean, Weird it's decisions. already a thing. It's not. It's already a thing. If you're in, if you're in the US, you can watch anime through uh, Nosomi Entertainment's YouTube channel. So it, it it's already a thing, but right. You know, for Japanese, tsunami, uh, tsunami has a <laughs> or not tsunami. Um, Funimation on on their YouTube site has quite a quite a lot of anime available there. Yeah, as well. You, they're more strict on their uh, blocking of certain mm-hmm. countries. Nosomi Entertainment they have most of it is US only, but some of it, I don't know if they just forget to put on restriction or, but some of it is watchable. <laughs> Alrighty. A uh, little housekeeping then, right fast. Uh, our art for the podcast of Redley Frederick is by Craig from Mason Craig via twitter.com slash Mace and Craig, M-A-C-E-A-N-D-C-R-A-I-G. Shout out to our anime November contest winner, Crash. Follow him via Crash Cameo. He was the one that brought us uh, a review of Revolutionary Girl Utena in the previous cast. And he gets his, he also gets shout outs for all the January episodes. Wee. And last but not least, we have an ongoing contest right now for a couple Funko Pops that you can enter. And the, uh, not getting a lot of entries this time around for this particular contest. Uh, I don't know what the difference is between, but I guess the Funko Pops aren't as popular as picking episode, (laughs) picking episodes yourselves, but, um... Could it have something to do with the wrestling? I don't know. Uh, well, it might be the particular Pops that are involved, but, hey, uh, you can, you can enter via subscribing on the YouTube or just proving that you've subscribed on any of your favorite podcast listening sites, and then a double entry for reviewing us on Stitcher or iTunes. So, please enter. Uh, want more entries. Simple as that. We'll ship worldwide, by the way. Ooh. Ooh. Worldwide shipping. Everyone get in on this immediately. <laughs> uh, well, maybe the worldwide audience would want that more, because apparently they're... Uh, a certain convenience store exclusive in the U.S. I'm not sure, like what the availability is outside of the U.S. I don't either. But hey, maybe somebody With... in Finland or Guatemala would be interested. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> For those that don't know the joke, apparently we're ranked in those two countries uh, as a podcast, which is quite funny. <laughs> in the top hundred. Well, all right. With that, um, we'll just play a quick drop and move right into Tori's movie quest. And take it away, Tori, for your movie quest. All right. So, I'm only going to talk about one movie that I've seen, and uh, that is a movie called Ushiro no Shomendare, or uh, in English, Who's Left Behind. And uh, once again, JD has been so kind to put the summary from Anime Planet in the uh, agenda. Thank you, JD. Uh, <laughs> a little preemptive a... welcome, but go on. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter. Uh, Kyoko is a cheerful girl who is growing up in wartime Tokyo. She has four elder brothers, doesn't like music lessons, uh, is frightened of her grandmother, and is excited that a baby is on the way. When she grows up, Kyoko says she wants to be a war nurse, so she can tend to her uncle in the armed forces. As a child, she's a little prone to crying, but tries to mu- tries to be more mature when her younger brother is born. However, Kyoko's typical childhood changes when the Americans begin to bomb Japan. Kyoko is sent into the countryside to live with her aunt, and soon she will have to face the reality of war. 
So yes, once again, we have a movie about World War II. Woo. Fantastic. I seem to pick yeah, up you're on a little. <laughs> yeah, you're on a little kick of the World War II anime lately. <laughs> sure I am. I mean, it's an interesting period, and uh, kind of, it, at least for me, like, I've seen a lot of war documentaries and whatnot, and they're always horrible, but to kind of see, you know, the Japanese take on it, that's a bit interesting. That's not something you get every every day, at least I don't. So, and mm-hmm. this one is, unlike, I've already talked about Grave of the Fireflies and Barefoot Gen. Barefoot Gen really went hard on the hor- on like how horrible the, the nuclear bombing was, and... Right. Uh, uh, Grave of the Fireflies was more about like the horrors of war in general and kind of the firebombing of uh, of Japan that went on. And this one is this one does also use the firebombing, uh, but um, rather most of the movie is actually not about the war itself. The war or the bombing uh, kind of becomes the climax at the end because for a big part of this movie, this is a pretty much just a slice of life. Like I said, we follow this young girl who. Uh, and her life, she she doesn't like music. She She's told that she has to learn music. And then she gets a teacher who's like, Oh, she can be a natural in front of her pa- in front of her grandmother. But once they're alone, she's like, Wow, you fucking suck. <laughs> so, you know, kind of just general Japanese society stuff. And growing up. And you kind of... You obviously realize what it's building up towards. And then eventually uh, the bombing happens. But one of the things that makes this movie interesting to me is the fact that where a lot of movies like for example barefoot gen is very messed up in its depiction or depiction of the uh, nuclear bombing this one is way more subtly fucked up because this movie definitely likes to portray uh, japanese patriotism at the time and kind of their mindset during the war and you know that means there is kind of there are times when you get the you know, you've probably heard of them the typical the typical whenever somebody gets drafted into the military, people gathering in the streets going bonsai, bonsai, uh, sure, sharing them on. This is very popular when Japan learns that they have allied with Germany and Italy, Italy, and are gonna fight America and the U.S. Everyone is like, "Yeah, we're gonna eradicate the U.S. and England." And it's just gotta like, get rid of those evil Westerners. Let me tell you. Yep, <laughs> and it's just like somebody, somebody is like. So, but aren't you afraid that they're gonna come? That the war is gonna come here? And they're like, no, Japan is the country where God was born. Nothing bad <laughs> will ever happen here. And I'm like, of these guys are brainwashed to hell. Oh, yeah. Holy fuck! <laughs> when, when you <laughs> yeah. guys realize the USSR is just like above us, really <laughs> yeah, close. No, right. <laughs> right. So yeah, now there's like there's some subtly fucked up shit, and you know, eventually you even get to the point where it's like. They have to send their children away because uh, the government is basically telling you if you have a family or even if you don't, you have to send your children away because especially your, your, their youngest children, like obviously send them away to safety. But it's also kind of like because people have to support or the people have to support their country in every way possible. Right. So in order to be able to both financially and uh, support them and everything, they need to get rid of the burden of having children to feed. So... Hand them over to somebody else, if, especially if you have many. Hand them over to somebody else, and then you can easily contribute to your country. So they do a lot of stuff, including giving away their stuff, giving away their toys, stuff they don't use anymore, clocks, whatever. Because this is going to get turned into ammunition, weapons, bombs, all Crazy. that. And everyone is like, yes, absolutely, we should totally do this. This is 
This is for our country, after all. We must do everything we can to protect our country. And then, of course, at the end, everything just comes crashing down, and the U.S. just, you know, shows up and starts bombing them. The ship. The American and, way. Uh, <laughs> they just show yeah, up the on the American and way. Bomb everywhere. They, like, well, after the, the Battle fucked. of Midway and stuff like that. And they just yep. bombed everything. And, <laughs> yeah. The, uh, I'm looking at the uh, Anime Planet kind of screenshots here, and the character art is very 70s-esque. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Which is kind of odd, it's, since it's 91. But, yeah. uh... Yeah, nah, but, like, it, the show, it looks it looks pretty good, in my opinion. It didn't look... It didn't look bad. It's just kind of a bit outdated art. I'm not who did this. It was Mushi Production. I guess they were stuck in the past. <laughs> yeah, well, big surprise there, right? With our, <laughs> with our history in the podcast. Yeah. Uh, was it animated yeah, well it was enough? Animated. Was it animated, like, on par with the 90s? Uh, I'd say so. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't really have any... Cl- uh, about it looks like it's not heavily animated obviously it's pretty it's pretty grounded but that's because again there isn't that much to animate for the most part you're just kind of following the characters around especially her especially the little girl uh as she is just um doing her stuff playing with friends taking care of her newborn little brother because obviously that's what japanese parents do they just feel they're like yeah fuck it yeah let's have the youngest girl take care of her uh him um so it's it's definitely like a bit of a, a bit of a culture thing, so it's odd in that sense. Uh, I'm not going to really go into uh, go into too much about about the name. I think the naming is a bit too obvious, and you kind of get that because one of the first scenes you see is their play. Uh, uh, Kayoko, the girl, she is playing with uh, her friends, and they're playing a little girl called <laughs> Ushiro no Shomendare, or who's left behind, and essentially is. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, one person is sitting down, covering their eyes, and then the other yeah, ones that, are dancing around them. Yeah, they're kind of dancing around and the poking title. them yeah, and yeah, yeah. singing the song, and then you're supposed to guess who is behind you. And, you know, you can probably guess then why it's called Who's Left Behind. Right. Based on what's happening. But, yeah, so, in that sense, it's like, it's, it's foreshadowing, obviously. But it becomes kind of obvious, because, like, I think the first line, there's also a narrator in this one, which is... Kyoko again, and I think one of the first things she says is like... Is it Kyoko or Kyoko? Here it says Kyoko. Okay. I I think they call it Kyo-chan. Okay. I I don't remember. Uh, But yeah, nah. But yeah, in the beginning, she is also the narrator, but the narrator is 50 years in the future, because one of the first things she says is, this was Japan 50 years ago. Right, right, right. So, yeah, very, very Titanic esque. <laughs> Even yeah. though that was that came out way later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now, nah, but it is like it is uh, like it's kind of it's an interesting use because the uh, the narrator doesn't really do much. The narrator is almost never in there, anyways. It's kind of just to set the tone for what's going on. So it's like they started off by basically making sure that you understand that this is the tale of somebody who has survived the war, mm-hmm. and then. Here's what happened. This is what my life was like, right? Because that's that's essentially the idea here. It's told like somebody telling about their life. It's told told like you know your grandparents telling about their time during the war, right? That's that's essentially what it's like. Like this is what it was like when I grew up. I did this. I I was like this. I acted like this. My parents were like this. I had brothers. Yada yada yada. So I'm looking at the director. Uh, for this, and he's uh, Seiji Arihara, and um, 
he looks like he does a lot of uh what what we did a we did a topic uh from with uh, Anna Green Gables the um historical theater mm-hmm. type uh, type shows and movies yeah. and that's what this screams to me yeah it it pretty it could have been it definitely could have been I don't think I I think he's definitely influenced by that but uh, yeah, I don't recognize any of these other titles he's done. We got On a Paper Crane, Hino Ami Gafuru, uh, Echan No Senso. I, I don't. These in don't between for Loop on the third. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. I'm not familiar with him either. This is my first. Uh, hey, he is the storyboard arti- artist for Inspector Gadget. Oh, well. Then I know who he is. All right, then. Now everything makes the, sense. The most famous. <laughs> All right. So, recommend or not recommend? Uh, I mean, again, if you want to watch movies about uh, about World War II, anime movies about World War II, then, yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't... I would still recommend movies like, especially Barefoot Gen, more. But that's also because I kind of like the more hard-hitting, uh, hard-hitting tale that that, uh, that that is. There okay. was a part, because there is a part that's like, it does... It's not long. Let's see how long it is. It's one hour and 30 minutes. It still kind of feels like it drags a little bit. Mostly because, mm. you know, you are following a a child. A, a crybaby of a child at that. And it is kind of like she just can't really handle people very well or criticism. And even though she tries to act strong, she usually ends up crying and, you know, tries to change that when her little brother is born. But I feel like... Because even even when you look at the synopsis, it's kind of like she's a bit of a uh, talked about like how she's a crybaby. She like she's in first grade. She's a crybaby, and uh, she doesn't mm-hmm. like music and all of the all of this like that. And then up until her baby brother is born, but her baby brother isn't born until like halfway into the movie at least. So gotcha. it's kind of like that first part is a bit slow. <laughs> so yeah, okay. but after Alrighty, that then. it goes really good. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, any thoughts, Hickey, or shall we move on? No. Uh, just stories on a streak for World War II stuff. Yeah. Although he just yeah. said to me <laughs> offline he doesn't care about World War II gadgets, and I was very, very okay. sad I, about I, that. I told you I didn't care about planes. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh my, my heart. Anyway, uh, since very <laughs> interesting, I, I might take a look. Uh, I'm I, I'm very interested in World War II stuff and well history <laughs> stuff in general is in general so I might check out because it seems I don't know it it seems more attractive than Barefoot Gan or the Grave of the Fireflies. It seems more palatable. Oh yeah, I would I absolutely would phrase it absolutely. And then you're gonna be weirded out by the fucking bonsai. <laughs> oh boy. Bonsai. Okay, we got a lot to go through so. Um... Let's move on to our new topic. Go, 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 boy! Okay. So this is a new segment that uh, we hope to do each cast now. A uh, little, little brainstorming here. And Hickey and I are going to do what we're going to call the uh, Manga Manwa Checkout. Um... So, this is where we highlight a manga or manhwa, or in this case a webtoon, uh, after reading the first volume or a certain amount of chapters, chapters pre-decided. 
And for those that don't know, a manhwa is a Korean uh, comic or manga. And uh, to my knowledge, you can find uh, some of these for free via the app Webtoons or the site. And then Webtoons, uh, as Hickey, you made clear, they're not necessarily uh, manhwa or even manga. They're their own thing um, in that same art style, correct? Yeah, well, I mean, it doesn't need to be the, the same art style, even. <laughs> it's just like they are. They aren't made for publication, you know? They're just made mm-hmm. to be long strips of comics, and you just yeah. upload them online. Also, yeah, pro tip. Really neat. Pro tip. Just don't use the website. Don't go and rate it on your <laughs> PC. Manwa, no, sorry, not Webtoons are specifically made to be easy to read on your phone, which is why it starts. It's like rather than reading right to left or left to right, it's you read down. Yeah. It starts up and up then you just down. scroll down. Yeah. You go down. So, trust me, it looks absolutely terrible on your PC, <laughs> but on your phone, it is a lot easier. Yeah, I have a uh, I have a um, smaller tablet, and that's how I read these, and it, it's very nice. Yeah, um, to do it. So, our first checkout is over the. Uh, it is a manhwa that is produced on uh, webtoons. This is just one of those uh, cases. It's called Gosu, and it's translate. It it's tra- it translates to the title "The Master." And uh, Hickey, I wanted this to be our first one to highlight in our checkout because the author Kiwoon. Ryu was just diagnosed with cancer in December, and he started chemotherapy, and um, so that kind of that really halted his uh, production production of his his webtoon. Yeah, because um, I just read the uh, most recent one in uh, at the end of like a week a week or two ago in January, and the chapter ends with uh, he just started chemotherapy, and apparently he's been in the hospital doing the past. X amount of uh, chapters just from his hospital bed. So um, it, it really caught a lot of readers by surprise. I've been reading Gosu since uh, since I was introduced to Webtoons via uh, one of our old hosts, Joe Senpai. So this one, uh, this one kind of hit me a little bit hard, uh, especially when you're a fan of something. So I, I figured this would be a good time and a good first one. Uh, so it sucks to say that I'll be the bad cop and I'm gonna slam this shit to the ground. <laughs> now that you said no, that, no, it's okay. <laughs> it's it's okay. It's, uh, it's no, pretty shown. Uh, I, I don't have a heart. I don't really care about the author. <laughs> so I like, can we just okay. get moved? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh it, no, it no. sucks. The the guys has skin so it, it it always sucks doesn't matter who it is or uh where it where the person is it's it's always bad to hear uh hope yeah he, so i just wanted to highlight he recover um, he, he does something you like so i wish him yeah. the, the best uh, so um like. uh, so here's the here's the summary here um taken from anime planet that's kind of our place now uh, a young man set forth to avenge his master, a once par- powerful martial artist who was betrayed by his own men and barely escaped with his life. Armed with his master's supreme martial art techniques, he is ready to bring terror and wreak havoc among the Murim, which is kind of the the group of people that uh, betrayed him. So, before he even gets started, he learns that the ones who had betrayed his master are already dead. Uh, so what happens now? And that's where our story begins, essentially, is that background. 
So before I go into a major, we we read about the first ten ten chapters. Uh, you could go longer, uh, but that's yeah. all I yeah. was interested in starting because it is a a shonen based manhwa. Uh, what what are your thoughts over this Hickey over what you read? I mean, I, I've read the ten chapters. I wanted to read more when I was when I started, but it was very uninteresting. <laughs> I'm sorry to say that. I I thought it was very uninterested. Mm-hmm. I, w- I wasn't interested, and I thought it was very uninteresting, especially the beginning. Uh, the synopsis is a little bit wrong, at least to the extent I've I've read. Uh, but okay, that's that's a misleading uh, synopsis. That that's basically the the first chapter of the manga. Yeah, it's it's the motivation, um, if anything. N- yeah, I mean, it's the the motivation to the introduction of. The actual main character, let's go like that. At least as far as I went. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a it's a moment about martial arts where they don't they don't say to you the the martial arts the guy trained. They just say martial arts, uh, and also they don't show that much because the guy doesn't want to show it to anyone. Uh, the characters are very uninterested. I I wasn't really. That invested in learning the uh, the personality and story. Uh, of course, there's probably a very interesting backstory going behind the characters because of mm-hmm. one arc that is comprom- uh, that is inside the ten chapters I've read, uh, which is the rock paper scissors bandit. Right? Uh, at, right at the end of that chapter, when you see the main character, like who he really is. The, the giant tiger who just wants to destroy everything. <laughs> I thought that was really interesting. But it's the background story. Usually it's just a few cases and the guy goes around solving things by punching his stuff and <laughs> just that. And I don't know. I Maybe I'm a little bit sick of the overpowered main character as well. But that's basically my first impression of, of the 10 chapters. It's I was just, I was just interested in keeping up with it. So I thought you should so, read uh, Girls of the Wild instead then. <laughs> that one. What's it called, Tori? Hey. Girls of the Wild. Girls of the Wild. I think it's I think I have it I think it have I think I have it bookmarked. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's about a bunch of girls in a high school called Wild Wild's Eye and uh <laughs> they're all uh well I mean it's it's essentially a harem. It's about this weak, weak uh, pathetic guy who gets involved into the school with strong girls who fought, who really like martial arts and fighting and different styles of fighting and they're, well, they're that's the to... entire thing that they're that's yeah, about yeah. And it's, I, i've read it. yeah. I, I think it is we might have I, to do a checkout on that like, next time the, then. <laughs> my my criticism over this one is basically the same thing i i usually say about my hero academia where they go to a hero school and they don't train martial arts they don't train anything <laughs> The same thing here. The guy's yeah. already trained, but you don't know what he's <laughs> trained at. And it never shows like any stances of martial arts or anything like that. It's just him punching something or not even punching because he's sometimes he's so quick. You don't know what he did. He just defeated people, right? It doesn't show <laughs> him actually fighting. Uh, and I was like, all right, well, he's, he, he's a martial artist, but what martial artist, right? The martial, martial arts. Martial arts. So, the martial arts. I was very curious. I was very curious because it's been a while since I had read the fir- the beginning chapters. 
uh, since I know what happens later. Uh, but I was in the same boat of criticism as you. The The start is very slow. It's not really engaging at all. You just have these characters, and they seemingly don't really do anything. And it's just this guy, this this um, portly little dude who sells who who's a delivery boy for a dumpling place. And he just kind of runs into random people, and you slowly kind of discover that there's more than meets the eye. But uh, it's 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 a very slow burn at the at the start, which I wasn't a fan of. Um, the story, I can honestly say, gets much better once the first quote-unquote chapter or season, as they as they call them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on webtoons. webtoons usually go to seasons. Yeah. Yeah, it took a whole season um, for the stories to actually get going, which I wasn't a fan of. But halfway through season one, um, I I can't remember how many chapters it is. About twenty five thirty, so it's about halfway through. The you start getting more fights. You 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 start. It has this interesting mechanic where, um. He does eventually learn that there's still that there are people still alive of the betrayers, and there's there are stronger people out there. So it does, and we know he's powerful. We don't know how powerful he is. We don't know what his motivation to hide all of his techniques all the time is. Um, but there's a slow burn to all of that, which you know, to each his own. Uh, it gets more interesting, but um, I'm in the same boat as, for as you, Hickey, with the. I didn't really like it at first either. So, uh, it's one of the more popular um, popular ones on Webtoons. So, I can say, if you're not into another shonen-type martial arts fighting story, then this wouldn't be for you. But if you can get through that slow burn, then uh, it might be worth sticking with it. And if you want a really good one, you should read Tower of God. <laughs> we might do that we might do that someday on a uh, you know we might save that for a future episode a special episode because that's a really good one Ooh, special episodes yeah I think Tower of God is the second most popular webtoon after Noblesse yeah Noblesse the, <clears throat> the weird sexy vampire one or whatever it is it sure is sexy vampires <laughs> <laughs> well okay uh, if you have any manga, manhwa, or webtoons you want to recommend to us to do a checkout over, go ahead and hit us up on, on Twitter. Twitter.com, uh, Redley Fretrocast, BowlingJD, hit up uh, RLR Tori, Mightiest of Hickey, any one of us, and uh, we'll mark it down. Okay. Well, now it's time for probably the reason why everyone's here. <laughs> I'm not. Well, I mean... Oh, not why. Okay. <laughs> I mean, if you say uh, the main reason, like the main part of the podcast is the reason people are here, you're not lying. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> All right. So, I'm going to play, let's see. You know what? I'm going to play this Devil Man drop because it's time for anime of the year. And obviously, everyone's going to be disagreeing. And that's just the way it's going to be. And here's another tasty morsel from the Trash Pandas Watch Anime Podcast. Some, some fan service. Yeah. Fans I mean, it worked pretty well in Dragon Ball. Do you remember those scenes with Bulma? Bulma was running around in a 
bunny outfit for the longest time. I know. Akira Toriyama. <laughs> we can get the Dragon Balls, and then we can make our wish. Bulma's panties. <laughs> did Oolong wish for Bulma's panties, or did he just wish for a pair of panties? I think it was just a pair of panties. I'm sure it's different in the Japanese than it is in the English dub. But, yeah, he just wished for panties. They are probably used. As always, you can find us on Facebook and on Twitter at Trash Panda Anime. You can find us on our website, tpwapodcast.com. You can also find us on assorted sites like SoundCloud, Stitcher, and iTunes. Hey! Fuck you! Huh. Anime of the Year 2018. So, we're doing this really different compared to last year. Last year, we had a guest anime podcast on, and we all kind of had our votes between each other. Uh, we waited till uh, Crunchyroll did their crazy awards, and that was an interesting uh, <laughs> event that yes. happened. Uh, mm-hmm. I can't wait for this year, guys. <laughs> Shut yeah. up. It's, it's, it's a shame that anime podcast we did it with last year, because they were just kind of starting up, and uh, they were, you know, they they had a good show. I, I liked it. Um, hit and miss at times, but they don't exist anymore, so. <laughs> well. Such a shame. <laughs> Anyways, before we begin, uh, each category and the awards and how we came to be, uh, I was curious as to where there uh, any shows from 2018 you guys would like to highlight, something you were disappointed in, something you can't wait for more of, anything like that. Um, so I got I got a few listed myself. Uh, we have uh, Yata from the Reanimator podcast in the uh, Twitch chat right now. Uh, he says Crunchyroll nominations this year equals shit show. <laughs> Yeah, I've noticed that. Please, Did you guys it, notice that it, it always no. was. It always, always is, bad, and it, it, it always <laughs> always will be. It's Crunchyroll. It's Crunchyroll Awards. Please, you know it's gonna hey, be a man. shit show every time. But Crunchyroll <laughs> doesn't pick the nominations. They just pick the they just pick the judges that do pick the nominations. Make right. <laughs> make your assumptions. If I say they're shit. If, the, if I say the nominations are shit and Crunchyroll Awards is a big pile of shit, so the the judges and you know the people they they called for the shit, they are what exactly? Sorry, Andrew. Sorry, Andrew. I I I like you, but still, uh, sorry. So yeah, uh, Tori, any shows you would like to highlight from 2018? I mean, before we get into our categories and everything. Sure. The obvious one is obviously Devilman Crybaby. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was, for me, the best thing that came out all year, and typically it came out in winter, so then we had the entire rest of the year ahead of us before <laughs> it finally ended, so starting on a high and ending on a low. <laughs> so yeah, Devilman Crybaby is definitely one that I really liked, and I'm especially happy that they finally managed to get a good adaptation <laughs> of Devilman. Because there's sure's been a lot of adaptations of Devil Man. Yeah, <laughs> you're not wrong. Uh, sadly though, they're not usually not very good. And yeah, I don't know anything else. Gotta give a huge shout out to Asobi Asobase for being easily, at least for in my opinion, the best comedy of that year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was absolutely crazy. And despite the fact that it's getting that it got snubbed both in the Crunchyroll Awards and here, it has the best ED of the season. True. A hundred percent. 
That's a hundred percent. The lyrics are just amazing. Done. Oh yeah. <laughs> and wow. I don't know. Last but not least, I gotta give a shout out to Killing Bites for showing us that the one with the sharpest fangs we always wins. Because <laughs> that's what Killing Bites is all about. Oh, uh, I love that show. Oh yeah. I mean. <laughs> I love the ending because there's a <laughs> the Monty Python <laughs> reference always gets me. Uh, but anyway, well, Hickey, uh, how about yourself? Uh, you were kind of you were busy most of 2018 with um, important life stuff. Yeah. But from anime, from from your anime year, uh, what what do you got to say over some shows? I mean, I don't I don't really have anything to say. Uh, thinking mm-hmm. back, I, I guess. Netflix as a whole, because they released a bunch of things, and I still have to watch them. But usually, they they are very good. They they did a good job in 2018, and I, I hope they keep doing a good job in 2019. Although I hate the fact they just release everything, like they, they wait and release everything at the end of mm-hmm. the season. Usually, it's not even at the end of the season. They just <laughs> wait two or three months after the end of yeah, a season and just, just release drop everything. Out of nowhere. I don't like it, but regard regards to uh, to Netflix original anime, they did a good job. Uh, also, I guess I would highlight Hanevado because everyone li- a lot of people liked mm-hmm. it by being a dramatic show, and I just watch it as a comedy show, and I was laughing every <laughs> episode. It was so funny every time something happened. I was I just laughed and laughed until I cried. Uh, so yeah, I really enjoyed Hanebado from the wrong <laughs> reasons. It's it's good that you brought up the Netflix because uh, I was probably gonna forget about it. But um, there was a lot there was a lot of sh- Netflix original ONAs that hit that uh, nothing besides Devilman Crybaby, nothing blew me away. But everything was pretty solid, uh, like Be the Beginning. Ico, uh, ID Zero, I believe they had that one as well. I didn't watch that one. I just watched Sirius the Jaeger. Uh, that was, I mean, a lot. A lot of these stories are kind of basic. Um, no, really, but they're not. Horrible, well, I mean, it's anime. You know, I mean, like in, in the in the case of Sirius the Jaeger, that is like the action animation was cool, but in terms of like an action story, it is probably one of the like least inspired things I've seen in a long time it's just like well, well yeah, this that's guy why, that's why had thought. his family killed and he <laughs> is looking for revenge and i'm like no, no way punisher. really no way <laughs> it's it's the punisher all right it's it's the new it's i've the never new seen that before. it's the new season of netflix punisher all right i see <laughs> i've yeah. never heard that story before ever <laughs> Yeah, Yata in the chat also agrees. This is serious. Was a fun ride. Dumb as shit, but he had a lot of fun watching it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, like be the beginning and Ico were kind of the standouts. They were the most interesting to me. And then Netflix kind of disappeared for a while, and then everything popped up at once. So that was that 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 yeah, H- H- Hickey. That Netflix uh, had a good year. Hopefully, 2019 they do some more good stuff. I'm looking forward to. Kakaguri season two or XX and um, revisions hitting up at some point this year myself. <laughs> at some point, maybe twenty twenty. We don't know. It's Netflix. <laughs> uh, well, if, if they're not out by the end of this year, I will have watched them already. Um, but anyways, uh, some some shows I want to I want to 
just mention is uh, Kokaku was something I personally really enjoyed. It was weird, different. I liked the story. However, the cop-out ending was a major letdown for me. Uh, there were two shows for me that started really well and then just fucking blew it <laughs> in 2018, and that's Megalobox and Banana Fish. Really disappointed in those two shows. Maybe you can throw in Golden Camwe season two, but that was already going downhill <laughs> for me from the from season one. <laughs> I, I think the thing that pisses me off more than anything about Golden Camwe season two is the fact that it ended. Like, I mean, it didn't end like on a good place, but fucking no. <laughs> the fine the final episodes were fucking good, and I hate it. <laughs> All that shit, and then you end it, and then it's like you come to the final couple episodes, and you're like, "Wow, this is actually cool. This is what I'm here for." That's it, guys. We're done now. It Thanks, only took right? 50 episodes. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Let me just yeah. eat a bullet from my Magnum 357. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just eat all that food you guys ate throughout the entirety of those two seasons. Yeah. <laughs> no, just shoot yourself. <laughs> That's gonna Better. save you a lot of time. I'm gonna skin a deer and I'm gonna hide inside of it. <laughs> oh, that... But I think the... I, th- I, th- I think the show that really hit me the hardest was Kakakuri or Karakuri Circus. Um, I quite enjoyed the show for a while, especially the start. Uh, the first, I want to say five, six episodes, if memory serves. Uh, I like the more mature story being told. Uh, I was talking it up. You know, I feel like I have to apologize to the audience at this point, because I was talking it up as possibly Ooh. the best shonen in, in a long time since Ushio and Toro, since it's made by the same dude, or the creator. And then that midway point, which we hadn't covered, because we didn't do our fall reviews, that's kind of where this comes in, uh, it goes, it jumps the shark so hard. I mean, it just starts, I didn't know this going in into it, but it's apparently a 46-volume manga. <laughs> and then you look at the episode count, it's only about 36 so you're going to have to do more than one volume an episode at points. And I didn't realize that before going into it. <laughs> so it just starts flying through volumes after that halfway point. Uh, like major plot points. Ca- no time for character development. You have two, three, four character deaths an episode with no rhyme or reason to it. But you're supposed to care about them. So... I guess from an action standpoint, it's just like, bang, bang, bang. Okay, all right, let's... Midnight Circus arc? No, no, we're done here. Let's move on. We got other things to do. Character development? No, we heel turn over here. This person's a bad guy now. This person's good now. Uh, Here's a random hospital in this area because reasons. Like, everything just goes out of control. I feel like I was watching the show on four times speed. Just so wild to keep up with it. it. It was... One of the most major downfalls after uh, after I spoke so highly of it, it was um, it's quite something how much it's just gone downhill. That's why you shouldn't <laughs> have expectations on anime. But yeah, no, this I get why you. I didn't pick yeah. it up. Like you have you had that weird time well, skip before they 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 got to the Sara to fight the midnight circus. That was very yeah. That weird. was that was when it finally. It, it go okay. Introduce this thing with the Zenofa syndrome, and it's like okay, that's pretty cool. There's a mature little twist to it, and it just goes. Here's backstory. Here's the circus. We're fighting. What? What about all that other stuff in between? What's the main character doing? What's the kid doing? The main character from the start. Ah, forget about him. <laughs> He's not important, man. He's not important anymore. Forget it. 
Uh, well, anyways, let's get on to, uh, I, I feel like I had to mention that because it was, yeah, major apology to uh, <laughs> fans of the show. <laughs> I am reading the manga now and I go, okay, things are making more sense. <laughs> I'm four volumes in. All right. So the way, on, onto, our, uh, onto our categories for anime of the year. Uh, the way we did this was we, we hit up, uh, I hit up uh, a lot of the guys from the Anime Radicals. So that's uh, Yata, who's in the chat joining us today, uh, from the Reanimator podcast. Uh, Leo and Bcom from the Nerdum and Other Nonsense podcast. Guys, the Trash Pandas watch anime. Uh, Andrew over at uh, Recovery of Anime Junkie. We all pulled together and uh, had, had our votes for uh, each category... And you could nominate shows like Agretzko or March Comes in Like a Lion Season 2, Castlevania Season 2 if you want. You could also nominate epic shows like One Piece and Dragon Ball Super, but the arcs have to be within 2018. So that's how we did it. Uh, each show got a certain amount of points per category, and then it was uh, allotted to the end uh, for our top 10 at the end. So it's very interesting. Uh what everyone came up with, compiled it, and this is what we got. So just to run through the categories, in case you all were wondering, we have Best Story, Best Art, Best Use of Sound and Music, Best Ending to the Show or its Season Completion, uh, Best Opening or Ending, Best Moment, Best Characters, Most Fun to Watch, Anime We Will Remember the Most from 2018, Most Underrated, which was our favorite category from last year, Most Overrated, <laughs> Uh, worst anime, which, uh, you get negative points. Luckily, that was, that didn't have to, um, uh, come into play. And then, uh, we finish out there. So, who wants to go first and introduce our runner-up and winner for best story? Sure, I can do it. <laughs> All right, Tori. Yeah, Glad for you to take the reins. <laughs> All right, so for best story... We have a tie for the runner-up, which is Devilman Crybaby and Violet Evergarden. So, arguably two of the more popular anime from 2018. True. Uh, come, only come in and, and second. And the number one, by a landslide, apparently, which... So, to be clear, I, uh, the, lands, the landslide means it won by 10 points or more. And if, uh, it, and if I say close... It was within a point. Okay. I'm just going to go ahead and assume that for some reason this is one of those shows that got a lot of points despite not really being at the number one spot with a lot of people. <laughs> because I can see a lot of people uh, nominating this. And that is A Place Further Than the Universe. Which was a good show. It was. I'm not going to hate on it. It was. The, the English title is wrong, but it was a good show. <laughs> but it is a place further than the universe, Hickey. No, it's a place further than the sky because they say, "Look, the the Earth is round." People will, will think the the maybe the Earth is is plain, but let's not talk about that. The Earth is round. You can't use sky and in English. We we want to go in a place that is further to where we can see the sky. So that's why it's a place further than the sky and they they're like, oh let's go to Untortada. Where is that? Well it's it's after the universe. universe. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. Sure. Yes. It's it's far away. I I would have thought Violet Evergarden or Devilman Crybaby was actually 
going to uh, run away with a lot of categories here, especially, for example, Best Story. But, hey, place further than the universe. Uh, I really enjoyed the anime. I, I didn't watch it until December, of all things. I watched um, the airing, and I really enjoyed it, too. Yeah, yeah I watched the uh, airing as well, and yeah, it is. It was a very fun. Coincidentally enough, all came from winter. <laughs> What I what I just say? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> mm. Alrighty, Hickey, why don't you take a uh, best art? Sure. Uh, the best art we have the runner-up in second place after the ring, and in first place by a landslide. Of course, it will be the cure animation Violet Evergarden. <laughs> I mean, that was always going to happen. Yeah, I, I I'm surprised. <laughs> To see after the rain in second place, to be honest, uh, I, I can kind of understand it. It's it's different. Yeah, I mean, to a lot of other, different. Other I I, I say outdated shoujo well, looks. Yes, but I mean, in, if you take a look at like the anime season as a whole, and you look at what the shows look like, after the rain stands out because it looks different from most other stuff that came out that year. So right. it does, well, it, mean, that, that does help it a little bit. I but. can. I can get, I mean, I can give you that. Uh, it looks very OG shoujo, let's call it that. Mm-hmm. Had sharp chins. <laughs> but, you know, it's we're talking only character design. Uh, speaking of the rest, I don't I don't think it was that better of an art. Yeah, but... I liked its use of rain. Yeah, it's had good rain. It had some, <laughs> it, it had some nice looking backgrounds as well. But it's, it's like, again, it's mostly city shots and whatnot. And again, nothing against city shots. It's not like you can have good, it's not like you can have good city shots. But I don't know. It's like, I'm pretty, I'm pretty numb to it now because it's like, fucking, that's like every show. It's like, <laughs> I've seen these buildings so many times now that I don't really care anymore. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I definitely feel you on that one. Uh, I thought Devilman Crybear, Crybaby uh, would have done a lot better uh, considering it's a Yuasa anime. But. People love their people love their uh, their romance type stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. Regardless, I was a big fan of the character of my, art. And after regardless the of my opinions, it's very interesting to see that that rank up. I never thought that would be nominated in the first <laughs> place. So seeing it, it was it was very interesting. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, then I will take best use of sound and music. Uh, we have a tie for the runner up. In Devilman Crybaby and My Hero Academia Season 3. So how about that? And how then, about that indeed? Yeah. And then uh, first place by a landslide. So this was uh, this was very surprising how, how many people uh, agree with a lot of like what, what would be the winner. Or at least close to it. And uh, number one was Megalobox. I guess that kind of makes sense, I suppose. It does. Had that. I, it's, I mean, the Megalobox, regardless of what, like the Megalobox OST, the soundtrack for that show was just, ah, oh, it's so good. I yeah, it was very good. It thing. was the it was it was the saving grace of the show. <laughs> yeah, it really is. I mean, you can make an argument for its actual use in the show. Yeah, that's what I but, was about uh, to say. It's like yeah. because of the the context of the. Of the category. Yeah. I was like, mm, usage, I don't know. Yeah, but there's no, <laughs> but again, still, there's no denying that the soundtrack is really good. Yeah, no, the soundtrack is great. 
I don't really remember much of the soundtrack from Devil May Cry Baby. I know it had this kind of bass to it. It should be nominated just be, like if you you just need to listen and watch the last fight. <laughs> the music yeah. and choreography, uh, how the music synced with everything. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yep. It should be nominated maybe, maybe just, just for Devil Man knows <laughs> Maybe it's just uh, because I mean, it, it came yes. out in winter and you can't quite remember that too much. But then Megalobox came out in spring, so who knows? Hmm. Anyways. Gata uh, right, says, uh, did y'all see episode 65 of Boruto? No. <laughs> no, we did not. He said no. it has amazing animation, and then uh, Eurocamp OST was amazing as well. Alrighty. Didn't see Eurocamp. Nobody cares about that show. Um, I mean, that's actually not true. Girl, I mean, <laughs> not mean, true, Tori. No <laughs> a lot of people story. care about No spoilers. <laughs> Please. Anyways. I, spoilers? How can I spoil something? Anyways. Well, I mean, uh, let's move on to, let's move on to best spoiled. ending. Best ending to the show or its season completion. And runner-up. And this makes me sad that it's only runner-up. Ooh. Devil Man Cry, baby. <laughs> Because that ending is fucking amazing. And once again, it lost out to a place further than the universe by a landslide. (laughs) And I, I'm I'm seeing a trend there, but like, I have to ask. Okay. Really? Really? Okay. Because, I mean, it's not a bad ending, but. It was very, very cheesy. Oh, it didn't get you in the it, did, yeah. it didn't get you in the chesticles? No. The testi- what? Jiggy, what the fuck are the you? Chesticles, the oh, chesticles, Hickey. The chesticles, Hickey. God, like... did you not hear me? <laughs> oh, please, JD. This is a family friendly and Christian podcast. I don't talk about yes. testicles here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh... like one thing. Like, sing- I'm wondering if you could I, I'm wondering if you said that with a straight face or not. <laughs> I always say everything with a straight face. That's part of the oh, comedy. face of a like, lawyer. It's part of the comedic effect <laughs> of saying those kind of things. Uh, uh, oh, you cannot see me. It doesn't matter. Uh, yep. I'm very impress- impressed to see a place of further than the universe ranked like so many times in first. Because in my opinion, of course, uh, I think we mm-hmm. I, I talked about it when we reviewed the shows of that it's like everything is so convenient so i, I things fall things fall into place pretty from, from uh, the place they found the sky yeah. and hit the characters in the <laughs> in the head every single time it's it's <laughs> like oh we need to get you the the ice continent south there and it's like oh how are you gonna do that well let's get some money they get money they can go well actually they can go because there's this one character who has the key to getting there and every single time every everything is very convenient every step they do is very convenient it's like well how are they gonna you know they have a problem how are they gonna solve this problem the plot just moves in the most convenient way possible and that's that hurt to show a little bit for me so like seeing it it is a good show. Don't don't get me wrong, but seeing it mm-hmm. uh, ranking so higher, it's very interesting. Yeah, well, it is. It, you know, I I could relate to that show more than probably the average person. I would say because I've 
because you do you know, geology I've... stuff. <laughs> well, you know, I, yeah, there was there was a, there was a, a full episode where they were doing um, the exact kind of geology work I did I did in uh, in college. Um, but I also you know went on journeys alone when I was young. You know, I I, I went to Germany. I had to uh, apply for scholarships and I had to seek it out. And then at some point, everything just kind of falls into place. And anytime some sort of uh, conflict would come up to prevent that objective from being met, something else would kind of fall into place to help me along that way. Uh, yeah, it was a little too easy in the show, but hey, uh, if it was too much, if it was like a twenty-five episode show, maybe they could have added some conflict in between more. But it was not. I don't. I don't even think it needs conflict. Like ultimately, the po- the entire point of it. Yeah, sure, it's a bit convenient, but the entire point is to. Just kind of, you know, give that message of like, just go up and do something. <laughs> just do uh, something with your so life. It's yeah. like, so it's T- like, take I don't the really, initiative. Yeah, I don't. So Find yeah, I don't really care that much about universe. that. I don't really care that much about like, oh, like I saw a lot of people, especially when it started airing, they were really pissed off because like, yeah, sure, high school girls going to Antarctica, Antarctica, like what the fuck? Yeah, that's like, me. I, under- that's I understand me. the I'm skepticism. Yes. Yeah, I understand the skepticism, <laughs> but I mean. Come on. Yeah, like, no, there, but there's it more wasn't just incredible the beginning. It was the entire time. I think <laughs> there's that, show, more... that show, I never said, but of course, watching a show more than I did with this one. Yeah. Like, every, nah, every like... five minutes, I was like, oh, but of course. Yeah, but like, it's kind of, you, you have to do that with these kinds of shows. Like, otherwise, it wouldn't make sense. Besides, like I wanted to say, there are way more incre- incredible and unbelievable things happening in anime than a bunch of high school girls going to Antarctica. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's move on to the next category. Hickey, take it away. Sure. The next one is best OP and best ED, and uh, such an unfair category because something just messing in this, right, Ori? <laughs> Rigged. Rigged. Exactly. Because no one for the record, no one watched this, uh, that show. This category man. didn't count towards the end, yeah. by the way. No one, no one watched the, that show, man. That was only us. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I hate I hate you all, except yeah. for Hickey, of course. I hate everyone else. <laughs> you motherfuckers, disgust me. <laughs> but we we can get to that later. Not right now. Uh, best OP and best ED in the second place is a tie between My Heroes, My Hero Academia season three part one, <laughs> OP or ED. I assume it's the opening. Yeah, JD yes. didn't put yes. it. <laughs> yeah, it was the opening. And just to. Just to piss off JD, uh, it was a tie with Legend of the Galactic Heroes, Die New Deeks. <laughs> oh, you suck. <laughs> you pronounced that wrong on purpose. Of course I did. <laughs> I love it. Die New These. Die New Deeks. <laughs> Denoyate is, a, a, yeah, is the ED, specifically. Uh, the ED. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, is it like a remake of the, the first ED for the... For the original engine of the Galaxy Heroes, because that ED is awesome. Yeah, I think it. I think it was. Yeah. Oh, nice. And in first place, by a landslide as well, Kokoku OP flashback. It's good stuff. It was catchy. Yeah, it was catchy, it was but so it's catchy. not. It's not the right one. No, it's not <laughs> Asobia Sozi ED. God damn it. <laughs> I think you two were the only ones that voted I for that I know, one. because we are the only ones oh who watch this show. I, like uh, I said, I not, hate you all, not except true. Ricky. Not true. 
Not true. Not true. Oh. What? I okay. whoever watched I, it. I, 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 whoever watched it. That. I have per, I have beef with you now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I'm up. I'm up for best moment, and this was a very close race here. Uh, number two, the runner-up is Violet Evergarden, and uh, the uh, the two the two that um came up for best moment in that show was the water skipping scene, Violet with the umbrella and whatnot, and then uh, naturally the scene where Violet finally breaks down in the emotional wreck in which it was built up for, like, what, nine episodes of the 14? <laughs> yeah, something, like, something that. like that. Very well yeah. animated. Skilled animations. Just yeah. like the entire show. <laughs> and number one, winning by a single point, is the laptop scene from A Place Further Than the Universe. I'm surprised it wasn't a landslide. <laughs> <laughs> it was not. Uh... I mean, it is interesting. This category is probably the most interesting one because it's best moment. And we are not the same person voting. I think so. Although I have my... I, I don't believe so because this seems... Weird, I don't know. Right? Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's, let's just not talk about that. Uh, <laughs> anyway. It's interesting because... One thing we we were talking about, at least me and Dory, is like, well, everyone is different. There's no way we we're gonna get a consensus over the best moment or something. Even uh, that, even in one yeah. anime, you have you can have different <laughs> people uh, saying the best moment of the same anime. It's very it's, yep. so it's very interesting. First of all, to see that people agreed with a best moment, and it was only by one point as well. Yeah. Fucking yeah, I found, I found it interesting. You know, when I watched that laptop part, I I was, uh, you know, I, I I felt I felt I felt it right there, Hickey, right, right there. There in the yeah. testicles. <laughs> well, <laughs> you felt, yeah, you felt in the testicles. I was like, oh. <laughs> uh, I, I nah, look, well, I, I mean, you know, the laptop was frozen for I don't know. 10 years and then it, it just, yeah there's no way that sucker yeah, it on, the right? laptop is frozen and then when it's finally fucking then all of a sudden oh an email just said yeah of course see, that's how that works see that's my reaction that's, that was exactly my reaction <laughs> <laughs> no I had that reaction too don't worry but it, it was, so, it was yeah. very good like not the laptop the laptop opening and uh, turning on <laughs> let's just scrap that but what comes after that yes I can agree I don't know. I, I still think a certain scene from yes. Devil Men Cry Baby. Well, I mean, I, well, I, I also <laughs> believe that a certain scene about a giraffe getting an erection in some show. Uh, <laughs> very good. But you're, not, yes. you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Uh, Yata in the chat says, fuck walking on a lake, the letters scene. That was legit hard to get through. <laughs> uh, whatever you say. <laughs> so I actually felt nothing watching Violet Evergarden. That's, I mean, that's why my vote didn't really go towards uh, Violet. Yeah, I mean, too much. I guess the problem is the characters in in Violet Evergarden. So usually I would get surprised by things, but not really emotional or anything. Just surprised, especially like yeah. When, I was just I was she, always waiting for it to happen. Yeah, when she broke Evergarden. up, I wasn't expect I wasn't expecting that. So I I was surprised every time. I was just surprised, but. The characters are not the strong point of Violet of a Garden. Yeah, I agree with you there. All right. Tori, next category. 
Uh, let's see. Talking about best characters. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, best character. There it is. And wow. So <laughs> I assume I assume it's a Titan. Therefore, second place comes into it. Mars comes in like a lion. Season two for Hinata and uh, Ray and uh, uh, and well, same names. Jesus. And number one is yeah, once I know. again coincidence, right? <laughs> a place further than the universe. Everyone bow down to the best show of all time, apparently. Ah. Uh, <laughs> What is this? The, a place further than the universe awards. Yeah, what is the? <laughs> what do you think is this? Crunchyroll awards? Please. <laughs> uh, the award goes to Hinata and Shirase, and you know what? Whatever. <laughs> wow. I'm, I'm, wow, Hickey. Wow, wow. Or not Hickey, Tori. <laughs> yeah, wow, Hickey. <laughs> Excuse me, just because I was wanted to say, but of course, no, like. A place for the universe. I was going to say that later because there's other things that a place for the universe is in first place, and we won't agree with that. But one <laughs> thing interesting about a place for the universe and the characters is not much the characters, but the Crunchyroll work with the voice actresses. That was very interesting, and I I need to give Crunchyroll oh, I do credit for that. You yeah, about that. they did yeah. a bunch of advertisement uh, videos, and they released on. Twitter, where you had the voice actresses going out and say, hi, my name is that, and this is my mm-hmm. motivation to keep going forward, and this is my place for the, the new universe. So please, enjoy the show and keep watching it. So, you know, if you wanted to share with us, what is your place for the, the new universe? What motivates you to keep pushing right. forward? Uh, it'll be very interesting. And that was amazing, you know, because you had that... At least I did. Like it is very interesting to see the voice actresses or voice actors coming out and having that kind of intimacy talk to you. Uh, usually they go to events and you know they have some, uh, they play some games and things like that, but they don't interact that much with fans. So that was a very personal talk and it was very very interesting. It felt like a mixture between the character and the voice actresses, uh, which enhances the characteristic of best character of that uh, show. And before that, we're just reading off a script. <laughs> so I, I, I want to make, make it clear that uh, for the best moment, best characters category, if, it, if there was a different, say, moment, but it was the same show, it was... It, the show got the, the vote. It wasn't the specific moment that got it. Yeah. Okay. Then the I'm, ready, then I'm even more disappointed in the people. <laughs> the same the same thing with uh, characters. Um, if you voted for one character but it was part of the same show, the show got this. Just the show got the vote, not the character. Okay, so that makes no. But sense. I found it, right. I found it fun. I found it funny that the two shows that won this both had a main character named Hinata. <laughs> Very common name. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, but still, I forgot. I forgot what what it means. But that would uh, what the kanji means. It would explain why. Yeah. Oh well. Oh yeah, I don't remember that either. I'm sure it's a flower or something. <laughs> it, it usually is, but it's irrelevant. On to the next one. On to the next one. Uh, most fun to watch in second place, Asobio Sobaze. So here is at least a second place, uh, and <laughs> in first place, by very close, My Hero Academia season three. Yeah. I mean, shonen. And, this this turned out to be the shonen and comedy category, uh, basically, which was interesting when I saw all the votes come in. 
I believe I put honey bottle in that. <laughs> Whoa, hickey. Hickey being the different one over here. <laughs> Yo, I, that was fun to watch. I don't know what you're talking about. My one piece my one piece uh whole cake island arc didn't uh didn't, <laughs> didn't get many make. votes. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> I feel you. It's very hard to watch episode 586 to yeah. 675. <laughs> 500? That sounds, that sounds low, man. Uh, for One Piece? Right. Well, it's not Detective Conan. Detective so, Conan, I think, is a... Pro- I think it's a thousand? No, a thousand manga chapters now, for yeah. sure. Yes, uh, I think it's in Something like, like 900 episodes, isn't it? But like, One Piece yeah. should be at like 800. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can... I can check right fast. Usually, yeah, as we as we ran about the... why people have fun the way they have. No, <laughs> why mean, can't people have fun the, the right way? Why can't people agree with me? I mean, I would I agree don't. with you. Was obvious. Super Saiyan was great, uh, but let's not talk about this. People... Eight hundred and sixty-six episodes right now. What we what we should praise is that people are having fun watching anime. Uh, that's very no. hard. <laughs> No, you're not allowed so, to have fun. It's hard to have fun watching something you enjoy? Man, what a world we live in. Well, well you're not allowed anime. to enjoy anything. You're not allowed to enjoy anything. You need to have critical analysis of why something is good. You can't just enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be super critical and super negative and focus only on the things that bother you. <laughs> yeah. It's more fun anime. I was going to watch anime. <laughs> Yeah, uh, season season three of My Hero Academia was really fun, uh, despite it, you know, just being another kind of training arc kind of deal. But hey, I quite enjoyed it. Yeah, well, moment. yeah, I mean, it, it, had, it had a very it, epic fight. A lot of okay, people enjoyed it. Okay, no one cares about you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, it's it's. I mean, I'm glad people enjoyed it. I don't I don't particularly enjoy My Hero Academia, but that's me. But it's you. I'm I'm happy that people enjoyed it and. I'm pretty sure a lot of people, you know, have the chuckles while they were making the most fun to watch. Uh, sure. Remember the best parts of of each show they put there. Did you guys happen to see the... I, I posted this, uh, retweeted this on Twitter, and I posted it in the chat. Was the... Um, there was... My Hero Academia had fan art that made it uh, into a 90s, 90s yeah. show. Yeah. That was, yeah. pretty, was pretty cool. There's I've seen a, that a lot. There's an artist that does that with like female characters he uses mm-hmm. the the yatsura kind of uh character design it's very interesting as well if i if i found yeah. it i'll send you you jd you're gonna love I know it. that's like it's been a little bit of a like trend recently i've noticed like take modern anime and give it like a retro look and take retro anime and give it a modern look i see a lot of fan artists do that now yep, yep. Ooh, i'm gonna have to look more into those then Alrighty, moving on. Anime we will remember the most from 2018. Alrighty. So, little fun note here was uh, many votes came in for Darling in the Franks with a negative connotation next yeah, to see, it. I'm here, I'm glad. And I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be because I, I specifically told JD this as well. If, Dar- if Darling in the Franks gets no votes, not even negative ones. <laughs> they're li- they're fucking lying. <laughs> so I'm glad I mean, to hear that. <laughs> yeah. You guys saw my my live reaction to to Darling the Frank. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Yeah. yeah oh so. my god, that show. Oh, trigger. Why just yeah, just about that, everybody right? who submitted uh, put in parentheses like right next to it. Um, unfortunately, or or that ending kind of deal. 
oof or yeah, you know it was always it. something like that it was quite funny <laughs> but anyways that it, it still didn't get the top two the runner-up ended up being devil man crybaby naturally i think uh with naturally the runner-up always the runner-up never right runner. <laughs> did it not win a single category yet uh nope. no 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 it's it like universe. a bunch of second places a place for the <laughs> universe just stole everything mm. wow it's actually not won anything oof yeah, okay. Uh, and then, uh, which won that category via a landslide is of Violet course. Evergarden, the Kyoto yeah. animation show. Is that really a surprise? I don't think so. That, is, that just, that that just enforces my belief. Like, looking at the other categories, no. I believe that was, that should be the like the, the most common one. Devil May Cry Baby in second and Violet Evergarden in first or like vice versa. But that's the yeah. first time that happened. <laughs> so that is actually a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it just enforces how basic everyone is. <laughs> basic bitches, as Tori would say. <laughs> hey, don't put words in my mouth. No, they are you're right. Mouth, I wouldn't. Oh God, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that to you. It's not just, without everyone. Consent. Everyone is, is happy, and they're happy to be happy. Yeah. Just like they're that. happy to be happy. All right, Tori. Let's right. move this along. The most underrated top three. All right, very yeah, for the close. next. The next the next two, I had to, uh, I had to put a top three because it was just super fun. <laughs> so, the first one of most underrated in third place is High Score Girl, and you're all wrong because that show was bad. Uh, <clears throat> anyways, in second, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> a little connotation on that one. <laughs> in second, Mitsuboshi Colors, which I never watched, so I don't really care. Yeah, I can, I, I watch it. <laughs> it's not underrated. It's just. There. It's in the place that should be. Fantastic. (laughs) And in first, the correct answer, loop on the third part five. This one made me happy. Tori, uh, I will say this. You and I had a lot to do with that first place voting. I am not even surprised. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, speaking of loop on, quick little shameless plug. In the next coming days, I will put out a video on my YouTube channel uh, about loop on. Very excited for for that. All right. Yeah, I didn't watch the other two, uh, to be honest. I mean, High School so. Girl was Netflix as well? Yes. So it sure Netflix. was. And Mitsuboshi Girl was is, bad. is like three little kids just going around and playing. Is that on High Dive? I think so. Or is that so. blooming to you? No, I think I think Mitsuboshi Colors is on okay. High Dive. So like it, it it's not a, it's not underrated. I I was surprised to see Mitsuboshi Colors. It was like, oh, I I thought it was okay, but it's just one of those shows in the middle of the pack. That it's not overrated or underrated. It's just the way it is, yeah. and it's okay in, at the place it is with not that many people watching. But it doesn't suit everyone's taste. You know, it's not something I would go out and say, "Look, right. this show is great. It's underrated. It so no one is watching, and everyone should watch this show." Like Kimono Friends, <laughs> but. <laughs> Uh, you gonna watch yeah. season two there, Hickey? I'm watching season two. <laughs> yes, of course, okay. of course, of course. And it will be right. on the the underrated <laughs> for 2019, probably. No, I will. I will make sure that that doesn't happen. Oh, well, Hickey, why don't you tell us what's overrated? Well, the most overrated of three shows uh, was in third place, Megalobox. In second place, Steins Gate Zero, and in the first place by a landslide. <laughs> Darling the Franks. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 
Mm. I can't really argue with any of these, to be honest. Maybe Banana Fish could have been on there. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd say so. I'd yeah. put Banana. I'd put Banana Fish either second or at the top. Personally, I am not. Whatever. Well, I, yeah. may, maybe yeah. You know I mean? So, two of uh, two of the shows I I nominated are there, which is Megalobox and Dolly in the Franks. Actually, what the <laughs> hell am I saying? The most overrated show should be High Score Girl because fucking <laughs> I, it's gone there as the most underrated. But if you look at look at that shit and you go on Reddit and fuck and fucking stuff, like you will see everyone loves High Score Girl, and I'm like, why? Well, that's why it's underrated, Tori. <laughs> because everyone love it. <laughs> no, because a hundred people watched it and the one hundred people liked it <laughs> instead yeah. of Mega Box, where one hundred thousand people watched it and. 500 hold on hold on <laughs> hold on i'm pretty sure way more than 100 people watched it yep so it has got almost almost 60 000 members on the mouth no this is not underrated <laughs> mm. loop on the third part five that's like fifteen thousand. okay <laughs> <laughs> well that's why it won tori yep. why are you arguing um gylo uk in the twitch chat says seven deadly sins was good not sure if 2018 though uh, well, season two was 2018, and it yeah, the OVAs were later 2017. The, yeah, the the uh, yeah the four episode OVA in between thing, um, which I'm currently watching. So yeah, I dropped season yeah. two of, uh, of everyone. Uh, everyone uh, forgot about <laughs> Seven Deadly Sins. I didn't yeah. forget about it. It's just like when when it came back, and I was watching it. Like I first watched like two episodes that came before, and those were pretty pointless. But whatever. And then I watched the, uh, then I then I started second season, and it's just like, that was that moment when I realized, like, I liked the first season of Seven Deadly Sins, but by the time it was over, I was pretty much done with it, like, I, was, I didn't care anymore. And second season starts up, and I'm like, they start introducing all the shit that happened, and characters that, quote-unquote, didn't die, and uh, <clears throat> uh, stuff like that, and I'm like, you Typical know what? Typical shounen fashion, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but now, at that point, I just realized, like, you know what, nah, I, I can't, I don't care. <laughs> Like, I'm pretty sure we saw a body. Yeah, but then he's like, I'm fine. (laughs) Fine. Yeah, he shows up right at the end. Anyways, worst anime you watched of the year. Didn't have to complete it, in brackets. uh, And it was very close between this. A single point separated one and two. Uh, The runner-up, we had a tie between Conception (laughs) and Magical Girl Sight. (laughs) (sighs) And number one is 23 Slaves and Me, a.k.a. Doreku. Say, first things first. Uh. That's the wrong Magical Girl show on there. It should be Magical Girl Ore. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, nah, I... Well, I mean, I I think Conception is worse than Magical Girl side, and I watch it. (laughs) The main character made lewd things with a magical raccoon. Like, I I don't really know what was going on in that show. It was sincerely (laughs) bad. Magical okay, Girl like, Side so, was bad, but at least was burning. <laughs> so yeah. at least the flames were like interesting uni- to watch. The, the yeah. conception was just garbage. It was like yeah. a universal consensus on like these three shows, and Not then kind of, kind of the uh, the other nominations were on the uh, on the fringe of it all. So yeah, <laughs> I. I, I... Here's the problem I had with this category. No, it's not the category itself. It's the fact that I had over 15 shows competing <laughs> for the worst of the right. year. That, was, that is... Like, 
That, that was, is awful. Yeah, the, <laughs> the most difficult part of this category is picking number one. <laughs> yeah. like, I'm just sitting there like, like, oh, I'm, they were just all so because, like, bad. Yeah. yeah because, well, because like what I what I did when I was choosing is like I usually I would choose the third place first because that sets the bar. <laughs> but <laughs> there were so many bad shows. I was like. What do I do? The first place, like, if, if the, the third place is worse than the first place, what do I do? So, yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I basically right. had to, I just had to limit myself. I'm like, I can't just put, like, I can't only put shows there that I haven't finished because they were absolutely terrible, but there's also shows that I have finished that are absolutely terrible. So I think I'll put one or two shows that I dropped and then the rest were. Shows that I actually finished. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> the first place, my first place, was a show I didn't finish because you cannot finish the show. <laughs> <laughs> that is the right frame of mind going into it. This is like, well, okay. <laughs> so just uh, just to go through the winners of the categories uh, right fast. Uh, best Story, Place Further Than the Universe. Best Art, Violet Evergarden. Uh, best Use of Sound and Music, Megalobox. Best Ending to the Show or its Season Completion. Place Further Than the Universe, Best Opening or Ending, Kokaku, uh, Best Moment, Place Further Than the Universe, <laughs> oh, I just Best like Characters, awards. Place Further Than the Universe, Most Fun to Watch, My Hero Academia Season 3, uh, Anime We Will Remember the Most from the Year, Violet Evergarden, Most Underrated, Lupin the Third, Lupin the Third Part 5, Most Overrated, uh, Darling in the Franx, Worst Anime, 23 Slaves and Me, and just for fun, I uh, I actually calculated um, not the most members, but the most um, completed and watching, um, and and included dropped. So the most people that have watched it, watched the shows from uh, from Mal and Anime Planet, uh, respectively, uh, the top ten of the year. Uh, and I'll just go down the list right fast um, for Mal, and then I guess Hickey, you can do Anime Planet when I'm sure. done. Um, so, number 10 from Mal is Devil May Cry Baby. Number 9, Rascal Bunny Girl Senpai. 8, Goblin Slayer. 7, Tokyo Ghoul RE. 6, Attack on Titan Season 3. 5, 7 Deadly Sins Season 2. So, there's your 7 Deadly Sins. Still popular. Uh, 4, Overlord. 2, 3, Violet Five. Evergarden. 2, Darling in the Franx. And 1, My Hero Academia Season 3. So, what? um... Some shows that didn't uh, win any categories are on there. So it kind of oh gives you an idea of what's happening there. Why Overlord 2, though? Oh, well. well I mean, because. A lot of people like it, Tori. <laughs> no, I, I know I like Overlord, but, like, Overlord 2? For the most yeah, people, yeah. Yeah, it's the, it's, I, I guess it's the worst one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, oh, sure. Okay. Well, and I guess, just to I show mean, you that it might not just be Mal... Well, yeah. Uh, what, uh, do we got? what do we got, Hickey, anime, for, from over on Anime More Planet. scrubs in Anime Planet. Number 10, <laughs> Goblin Slayer. Number 9, Overlord Season 3. Number 8, Death March. No. Oh, God. <laughs> Number 7. For those that don't remember, that was our shit watch <laughs> of the spring season. <laughs> Number 7, Tokyo Goo RE or RE. Uh, number 6, Violet of the Garden. Number five, Attack on Titan season three. Number four, Seven Deadly Sins season two. Number three, Darling the Franks. Season, uh, number two, Overlord season two, and number one, My Hero Academia season three. 
See, this just kind of proves one thing, though. People like to shit on Mal for being shitty and don't know and don't know how to like rank oh, shows yeah. and anime how to Planet score shows. And, I worse. mean, they do. But look at this. Look at Anime Planet. Like Death March, Tokyo Ghoul Re, <laughs> Overlord Season Two in second. Well, no Devilman Crybaby. <laughs> Overlord Season Two being higher than Overlord Season Three in watching, like people watching it, people who completed it, makes sense because you have Season One, which is great. Season Two is weak. Then people lost interest. So you yeah, see, but like, like a lot of people watch it season two, and then you just have that drop that people got disappointed. And they're like, you know, if that was season two, I don't feel like watching season three because season three is basically a, it was just a quick pause and then a, a straight up continuation. No. Yeah, but that's fine. But that doesn't excuse the fact that it's in second. Well, JD JD didn't win through scores he went through I people know. watching it so i know that still doesn't make any fucking sense <laughs> yeah i didn't go through like average uh average score, average score. yeah a- average score you know that. the thing they calculate at the top <laughs> <laughs> just did no one cares about the amount that. of the amount of eyes that were on it so uh <laughs> oh now... my God, everyone has only one eye shit <laughs> <Yep>. right <laughs> okay Time for the Redleaf Retrocast Top 10 Anime of the Year. Conglomeration of all the points. I want to say thank you to all the people that are part of the Anime Radicals. Yata from uh, the Reanimator Podcast. Um, Trash Pandas Watch Anime. Uh, Nerd of Other Nonsense Podcast. And uh, Recovery of an Anime Junkie. And including us for all the votes. And after it was all said and done, we have our Top 10. And um, you guys just want to do uh, round robin? We go ten, nine, eight, and keep switching. Sure. I mean, all sure. right, Tori, give us number ten. Number ten is a tie because, of course, it is of Legend of the Galactic <laughs> Hero Die New These. <laughs> I hate you guys for purposely doing this to me. JD, come on! That is a that is a terrible English. <laughs> That's just terrible. No, anyways. And it's tied with Loop on the Third Part Five. Made me happy it made the made the list. Yeah. But it's still mostly us. <laughs> well you and me you and me, Tori, uh, we helped. <laughs> Hickey? Right. Number nine. Number nine. Yuru Camp. There you go. Very cozy show. There it is. Very fun to watch. Uh, no, there's no fun allowed. No fun Take allowed. It Take it off. <laughs> Number eight, Zombie Land Saga. Is the fun allowed? No, the fun allowed in in Zombie Land because that was pretty yeah, fun. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, I will allow it here. <laughs> <All right. laughs> I will allow it here because I like the show. Oh uh, yeah, that Zombie Land Saga is fun. And number seven is another very fun show, very funny show in Asobi Asobase. Yeah. Number six. You guys happy now? Yeah. Made number no. seven. Should have well, been higher. Should have been higher. That's Should have been problem. above Mar- March Comes In Like a Lion. Should have been over after the rain. Did you just steal Hickey's? Yes. Yes, uh, I did. Number six. March Comes In Like a Lion Season 2. But not only Season 2. It's March Comes comes In Like a Lion Season 2 Part 2. Because that was in 2018. Uh Still good. Still one of my favorite shows. Uh, definitely cracks my probably top 50 of anime for me. Um, number five, After the Rain. Making a... Uh, 
This was really surprising to me how how high after the rain got up on this list. Personally, same. Yeah, same. One of, one of which so. podcast combined votes before voting and boosted it. I'm yeah, I'm, I'm with Hickey. I'm still I'm, I'm still thinking of the other guys that were just all gathering in a room together. Go okay, how are we going to co- cooperate to ruin this? <laughs> I can give you a hint. Um, Brains from Trash Panda is very high on After the Rain. Okay. All right, so yeah, I know who lo- to shank when I go to the United States. <laughs> you know States. who to shank? Oh my god! <laughs> that's, that's okay. No, that's fine. It's just just a little poke. Oh, Hickey is a lawyer. Uh, he can also get away with it. <laughs> Yata's, Yata's wondering how how did they figure out the plan? Was it a secret meeting? <laughs> I mean, we, uh, we watched. No, it, it was a secret meeting. <laughs> we watched Captain Epic where they had that that Bondi thing, the Kadokawa meeting. <laughs> Oh, uh, that was the uh, yeah, King, uh, King King Records, yes, yeah. the King Records. Yeah. <laughs> All right, <laughs> Tori, is it my turn again? Okay, yeah. uh, since I spoiled everything. Um, anyways, number four is uh, of course because everyone likes Kwani, Violet Evergarden. Yeah, there you go. I honestly thought it would be higher. I thought it'd be well, uh, top two. The problem but, is eh, the problem is no. the, the other one. I would be okay with third place, but the third place is My Hero Academia season three. Woo! <laughs> Makes me happy. <laughs> I, I bet you. I bet you does. No, oh, well. Oh come on, Hickey! Hey. It's fun. <laughs> I mean, it is I'm... fun, Hickey. Jeez, <laughs> I had I had Food Wars uh, season four on quite a quite a few quite a, a little couple categories on mine. Uh, Boy, am I glad that that didn't make it. <laughs> you were the only yeah, well, fucking one. <laughs> I'm the only shonen whore apparently that that votes for these things. Oh, so, I, uh, I put some. I think I put some shonen battles in best moment. Come on. Yeah, I also had Castlevania season two in some categories as well, but I was the only. It's the only one that really voted for that too. <laughs> yeah, no one right. that show. Number two is Devilman Crybaby. Uh, many anime sites number one anime of the year actually. So good, but not here. Not on the Redley Retro Cast. It is only number two. The best it thing ever managed to, if, to do. If, <laughs> <laughs> it fails to live up to our expectations, apparently. But, uh, Tori, you know what's number one. I think we all do at this point. <laughs> and, uh, what is this? The third time? The fourth. <laughs> the full man cry. The fourth time the Devil May Cry Baby loses out? Wait. A place further than the universe. Oh, man. Yeah, it was It was a landslide time. victory, Holy by the shit. way. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. Like, again, next time, fucking... Next time, invite me to one of these secret meetings and we'll straighten this shit up. <laughs> we'll get a proper list. Uh, Very interesting, I guess. A place for the new universe resonated with a lot of people. I, I, I yeah, that's that's very that's very well put, Hickey. Um, so just one more time, uh, number ten was a tie between uh, Legend of Galactic Heroes, Dino Teza, and Lupin the Third Part Five, Nine Euro Camp. Eight Zombie Land Saga, seven Asobe Asobase, uh, six March Comes In Like a Lion, season two, part two, five After the Rain, four Violet Evergarden, three My Hero Academia, season three, two Devilman Crybaby, and one A Place Further Than the Universe. Is 
Zombieland Saga the only one that came out after spring? Yes. That, that cracked it the was, top ten? It was fall. So, yes. Yeah, that's wild. Damn. I, find that in, I found that interesting. Well, I mean, there's a trend, right? <laughs> it's like yeah. The first one is like winter and then like first to like fourth. And then you have spring. Well, you have March comes in like a lion season two, part two in winter. Also be a yeah. with spring, zombie land fall, you do came spring again or summer. One of those two. Yeah. Um, Lupin and Legend of Galactic Heroes was spring, I believe, as well. So beginning of the year was strong. End of the year, not so much, it seems. Well, okay. So that was the Redleaf Retrocast's Anime of the Year for 2018. Thank you again to all the members of the ra- uh, Anime Radicals that contributed to the voting. Very nice of them. Alrighty. Um, I'm going to play a drop, and we can get into our Anime for Review of Azumanga Dio. Very exciting. I think a lot of people are looking forward to this one. As I find the drop. Where is it? Where is it? Can't find it. Oh no. There it is. Will your favorite shonen anime ever come to an end? The guy well, from think... Hunter x Hunter is also rich as fuck. He doesn't need to make <laughs> manga. He should stop and finish fucking Hunter x Hunter, but he's... Well, he clearly there. doesn't want to make manga. He, You can see that all over how oh, long... Oh, please. Please. He's just... He's just faking it at this point. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Like, he doesn't want to make manga. Guys, I made one chapter of two pages using a number two pencil. So, you know, here, have it. Oh, I'm going on Yatus again. My my back hurts. <laughs> Please, just finish this. <laughs> well, I guess it's time for me to just keep my fingers crossed for One Piece then. And now, back to the show. <laughs> Now, it's time we start dealing with the business at hand. Alrighty. Hickey, do we have a five-star review to read for the podcast? Apparently. We do. (laughs) Why don't you read it for us? Sure, let me just find it. Here we go. Uh, We had a iTunes five-star review by Mr. Luke Robson. Uh, a fun podcast that covers wrestling, gaming, and anime. A three-in-one combo for all you guys and girls. Why look anywhere else? Thank you, Mr. Luke Robinson. Uh, we appreciate your review. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I believe he's from the UK as well, if I'm not mistaken. So, excellent. If you want to leave us a... Five-star review, head on over to iTunes and type in Redleaf Retrocast. You'll find us no problem. If you want to leave us uh, any review at all, it doesn't need to be a five-star. Because we accept the criticism and things like that. Because we are cool people. We we will rate it on the cast. Um, And uh, Stitcher is also uh, acceptable. We'll be getting to those reviews as we go on with more episodes. So, hooray! It's a good way to support the podcast. Nice free thing. We want more. We need more. Uh, I want to get to 25 by the end of 2019. <laughs> I hope we can do that. <laughs> or at least 25 in the United States. Um, I want to get an average rating in other countries. <laughs> that's the, the low that's the expectations. Other <laughs> yeah, very low expectations. We've got to get there. Okay. Uh, 
I believe. Yes. It's time for Osmonga Dio. The cute girl show that a lot of people are very high on. It is um, from Studio JC Staff. Same studio that brought us Food Wars, among others. And uh, its director is Hiroshi Nishikiori. Uh, Nishikori? Whom did... Nishikiori? Whom Nishikori? did storyboard... Yes, Tori. <laughs> storyboard on uh, Revolutionary Girl Utsuda, director of Certain Magical Index, to name a couple. Uh, it was released in spring 2002, so it barely cuts our 15-year minimum age uh, requirement. And uh, summary from Anime Planet, so here we go. 10-year-old girl, or 10-year-old genius Chio, animal-loving Sakaki, loudmouth Tomo, athletic Kagura, weight-conscious Yomi, and dim-witted Osaka are six friends who share laughs, good times, and a high school homeroom. With scary and sometimes perverted teachers, school festivals, penguin suits, and general hilarity abounding, you can be sure that there's never a dull day in the life of one of these students. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ayumu name didn't make to the synopsis. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> they call her Osaka in the synopsis as well. <laughs> yeah. Alrighty. Um, I had never seen the show going into it. I wasn't sure if you guys had, uh, you were on a repeat watch or what have you. Um, it is well regarded in a lot of people's uh, kind of top slice of life shows lists out there. Um, I didn't know what to expect for it. I, I was thinking Joe type thing, uh, but instead, I thought immediately upon watching even the first couple episodes, it was a, as my cat uh, is on the mic table right next to it, he's bugging me, uh, I thought this was a an immediate more chill version of Joe. Um, and for those that don't know Nichijou, uh, as I would describe it, it's a, it's a Kyoto Annie uh, high-energy school comedy. That's how I put it. And this is an opposite of it. It's much more chill, much more laid back. Um, how about you guys? Are you guys on the same boat as, as me in this, in thinking this? I mean, yeah, it's not it's not a straight comedy. Like, Nature Joe is just all about, like, rapid-fire rapid gags, more, more or less. It's like, you know, mm -hmm. something happens, ha, funny, move on. Whereas Asamanga uh, <laughs> Dio was more like, Asamanga, the amount of times, like, I was almost a bit off-putting at first. The amount of times for Asamanga Dio will literally just hang out the driest of the dry jokes they can think of. And they just have this character stare with this, like, blank stare, open mouth, <laughs> into the screen for, like, five, ten seconds. And you're like, ah. Uh. Yeah, they did that a lot. That was, yeah. part of their, that was part of the show's delivery. Yeah, <laughs> something that, yeah. And also, you know, you don't have a lot of running gags in Nature Joe. You have some. You have the, the deer and the, the principal and... Like some other jokes, but this one they really like to nail those uh, same punchlines with slightly variations from time to time. Tosan. Tosan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, this is a very character-driven show. Uh, to go with the dry humor, that's the way I looked at it. You had uh, you had your six girl characters. You had the two teachers and then the male teacher. Uh, what are your th thoughts over all the characters and their kind of tropes associated with them? The male teacher is just the best. 
like always. You oh, liked him. Of course I liked him. He's weird as like, fuck. And I, I, I watched that Sobiesa a while ago. <laughs> so of course I liked uh, yeah, him. Yeah, but like the, the teacher in Sobiesa say is better because he's not, he is not so... Dead inside? Openly per- well, yeah. Openly perverted was more the way I, I like characters that are dead inside. But he was just kind of like, I don't know. He kind of pushed that creepy factor a little bit too much. <laughs> No, but like yeah, I didn't really like that. He, I didn't like his character design always with the jaw open, and then he didn't really ever talk. He just had weird lines that came off as perverted. I mean, it, I, I wasn't a fan up. of him. Who doesn't like some Sekuhara? Yeah. Come on, no. But mm. seriously, uh, the characters are fine, depending on the on the combination you have on the screen. Sincerely. Because one thing you have in this show is a bunch of dumb characters. Uh, not in, like not only in the sense of they are not very smart, like Kagura and what Tomo her name is. They are like the the idiot brigade or something like that. They call themselves the, right. Yep, the, the idiot dumb, brigade. Yeah. yeah, the idiot <laughs> brigade. But you also have Sakaki. Sakaki, although she's very smart, uh, she has that thing with animals and. It's kind of dumb. Depending to who is on the screen with her, it's a little bit too much. Uh, the, the dumbness of the show is just way too high for you to, you know, uh, go along with the characters. Nah, Sakaki is the best. You shut your mouth. Oh, she's not the best. Kagura is the best. She's dumb. This is definitely this is definitely one of those shit. shows where you go best girl kind of deal. Uh, and we even got. Uh, people in the chat going, Sakaki is best girl. Yes. Tomo's best girl. So. No. <laughs> yeah. No. Tomo. No. No. Fuck Tomo. I, I can accept anything but Tomo. <laughs> um, I remember the first introduction to who Tomo was, and she just kind of screams in the middle of class, runs across the room, uh, does weird things. There was a funny joke where she, I think she was late, and she voluntarily takes the, ba- the, yeah, the, the, the hallway the water buckets and stands out in the hallway and she's freaking out because she can't hold them <laughs> and oh. we're just staring at her she could hold them it's just that she was like I'm gonna set a new record <laughs> <laughs> I can't uh, she is I mean she is the Genki character obviously but it's just like obviously yeah after a, after a while it's kind of like she's just like she stopped being Genki and after a certain point just started being mean. <laughs> I'm just like that's fucking no. Yeah, yeah, like it is, as I was saying, the combination of characters you you have on screen it really depends. When you have Osaka with and Tomo in the screen, it is very fun because Osaka is very, you know, low energy and she doesn't fight your things. Yeah. <laughs> she just let things happen and doesn't give a shit. So when you have her and uh. Tomo in the screen at the same time is very fun. Chewie is always there, so I'm not counting her. Uh, but when you have like uh, Tomo and Kagura together with that one teacher, what's her name? Uh, the Yukari. Formidable. Yeah, like when you when you have. I love Yukari. When you have it, to me, she was the aren't, best character. In when the they show. aren't on the screen together, they are just everyone is screaming. Uh, Tomo and Kagura trying to compete about something, and they are screaming, screaming and. Yukari is just there and she just naturally screams because that's her character as well. So I, I, it gets I a like little bit Yukari. annoying. No, I, I like I, Yukari I know, a lot. I know. I also, I also like her. I just, <laughs> she, I just say, no, like, but... depending on the, the combination of characters you have, some scenes are good, some scenes are not so good. 
she well, yeah, but like you can she is like that fucking she is that like uh she she's my favorite type of teacher, the one that just does not give a shit. She, yeah. <laughs> uh so uh, I like that. And especially and that's why I like I think my favorite pairing, like uh, the ones that got me the most is the like Yukari and Minamo pairing when they're on screen having shit because it's just like <laughs> two very opposite teachers talking shit at each other. <laughs> yeah, and, and uh you would think you'd think the roles would be reversed where the teacher that doesn't give a shit is the PE teacher <laughs> instead of the English teacher. Yeah, <laughs> but Yukari like walking in the classroom and she just goes, "Ah, oh, it's the day after summer break," and everyone's like, has no motivation, including the teacher. <laughs> I love her. I love her introduction of the first time she like runs into class, and be like, "I'm gonna show up my good side." Fucking shows up energetic as shit. Like, yeah, let's get to it. Let's go. And then it's like, "Ah, uh, Sensei." Your class is the one next next yeah. over. Just like, well, fuck this then. Now I don't care anymore. Yeah, she walks in the next classroom. She's, instead of being energetic again, she just writes her name on the board. She's like, this is me. All right, pull out your books. Fuck this. I <laughs> yeah, tried I like, once, I like you, didn't it off. Fuck you all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a nice day outside. Uh, 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 free, free study time. Uh, and then she goes, hangs out with... Um, uh, what's her face at the pool? <laughs> yeah, I'm sick of being an English teacher. We're doing gym. We're having PE today. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. Th- those were always those were always uh, good moments. So, so sometimes the show would nail uh, kind of repeating jokes, but the way they I think the way they handled the Yukari character was the best because they could do the same joke but in different circumstances because it was more along with the line of the character. While we had, and this goes on with what you said, Hickey, where the character combinations either work or they don't a lot of the times in the show. Where if you have a character like Osaka, who's very dim-witted and she just kind of stares a lot of the times as part of her dry jokes. Because yeah, the show is filled thinking. with dry jokes. Oh, I'm gonna... I, I like thinking. I like that though. I like her long, like, fucking tangents about nothing. She's just, like, trying to fucking question the meaning of, like, the dumbest shit ever. <laughs> and she's just like, how the f-? and you're just sitting there listening to her, how the fuck did you get into this and where are we? <laughs> I don't understand how your brain works. <laughs> yeah, she she um she daydreams a lot, like with uh Chio's pigtails, how they're disposable. <laughs> <laughs> they come yeah. off. And she, come when she's off. flying she's flying away. <laughs> uh I like that. Uh, she is. She has moments or as well where she is just like I don't like her because she's too slow. But there are definitely moments like that when she goes on these like long tangents about nothing that like people are trying to be like, yeah, yeah, I understand where you're getting at, and then she just fucking changes the subject and it's like, but then what about this? And everyone's like, are you okay? Are you mentally challenged? And the answer is <laughs> yes, yes, she is <laughs> very much. <so. laughs> just I still question bit. how she graduated high school at the end personally. <laughs> <laughs> Oh uh, no, that was just that same was, that thing was with Kagura because she was even dumber apparently by the test scores. <laughs> yeah, she's. I mean, she's. Listen, I just assumed that she impressed everyone with her athletic ability, and they were like, "Yeah, all right." Yeah, well, she was the tomboy jock. Maybe uh, if it was like my high school, the teachers uh, passed passed for her so she could compete the school competitions. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Um, so we went over kind of characters and tropes and characters we like and dislike. Did 
did the jokes overstay their welcome at times, or did they hit home? Combination of both. How did you feel about these? Uh, I mean, at times, yeah. Like I said, not everything was funny. The mm -hmm. perverted teacher was kind of like, whenever he shows up, it's like, <sighs> would you like the cafe scene? What would you like? Pool. What? Pool. The water in the pool. Give me the water in the pool. Like, what? Hey, get out of here. <laughs> I'm still surprised <laughs> that nobody just went like, fuck it, you're fired. Although, to be fair, there was still one part of it, one part of it that I enjoyed, and that was when her, his wife shows up and like, yeah, I'm married. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, I got a wife that she shows up. She's just fucking beautiful and shit. And it's just like, huh? <laughs> there was a moment in the show where he's like randomly in the class and the picture falls out of his pocket and yeah. the, the girls ask him like who's this and he, and he just says it's my waifu yep i was like is this the show that started the whole waifu term was uh, it could be new no. no. i don't think it started it but i think it is it definitely did popularize it for okay in anime yeah i wasn't like, sure like... i tried looking it up but well, I mean, maybe you're right, Tori. Maybe it pop popular. Like, he gets in, it gets credited for it a lot. That's all yeah, I know. In in Japan, people don't say waifu. Uh, they say yomi. They straight up call wife. It's my wife. It's not. Okay. It's not a joke. People marry with Judy <laughs> characters. There, it is not a joke. And just here, we yes, use like a joke, uh, saying waifu, but there they use uh, yomi, or no yomi, my wife, like. My wife. Sincerely and seriously. Which is very creepy, by the way. But that's okay. It's not the point of this podcast right now. <laughs> um, Were there too many references in the jokes steeped in Japanese culture that were too hard to understand? I didn't no. find... I, I personally didn't find it hard to understand, but there were jokes splintered within an episode every now and again that just went over my head. Um, yeah, I, I didn't really find that too often, to be honest. I thought the jokes were pretty self-explanatory for the most part. Yeah, even the ones that are more complicated. If you if you watch a little bit of anime, especially there between like two thousand four, two thousand six, you get most of the jokes. Especially, for example, Osaka being named, Ayumu being named Osaka, and they, you know, joking about you don't you don't look like someone from Osaka at all. Uh, because Osaka is known to be a lot of comedians, and she's just like she she's barely breathing. <laughs> uh, I was. I, I think that's I, always I, funny when it's just like you don't have to force yourself to speak like us, and she's just speaking normally. It's like what? <laughs> that's uh, that's not that doesn't sound like Osaka at all. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, no, nah, but it's just like. You don't have to hide your accent. Just, I'm not hiding my accent. That's just how it's pronounced. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, just because you're from a location doesn't mean you're going to exactly sound like it. Yeah, I mean, she does exactly sound like it. It's just that, you know, even the Osaka dialect, sometimes it does coincide with standard Japanese. It's yeah. like, it's kind of like, you don't have to hide your accent. It's like, I'm not hiding my accent. I don't, what? Mm. Uh, it's like fucking whatever it whatever it comes up with. Nandare. It's like, yeah, sure. <laughs> now what I what I did appreciate in the show quite a bit was 
yeah, yeah, sometimes they would repeat jokes like anime does uh, at nausea. However, I did notice, and this is what I really liked about Ozmanga Daya, was um, they'd have a build to a joke. Uh, and the be- and a good example to, to this was with uh, Sakaki and getting bit by stray cats. This one particular stray cat. And throughout the show, it built to finally her not getting bit by the cat and well, uh, beca- becoming friends with it. <laughs> well, I mean, the, because of the, uh, the stray cat from the cat island. But yeah, like... But again, it's kind of, I mean... <laughs> She even had it in that fucking fever dream or whatever that was when the when Tor right. son, uh, <laughs> Tor like, son. You want you want to pet cats, do you? Well, as you are right now, you don't have the power to pet. It's not yeah, the right. Fucking, she has to train to be, for it. And you shit. have to be qualified. <laughs> <laughs> and I love it, but oh, but I want I want real cat. So I'm not a real cat. Am I? I I just gotta say, like, especially for a show like this, I love the fact because Tor son is. Um, uh, is voiced by a voice actor, a veteran voice actor, uh, mm-hmm. Norio Wakamoto. And that man is hilarious as shit in his delivery. It is very often just dead, deadpan like he is with Dosa, but it is so funny. He does so much weird shit. He has voiced a motherfucking motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not even joking. <laughs> what, uh, speed buggy or some shit? <laughs> I, I don't remember. I don't I haven't seen it. It was this. It's this other like fucking. I think it's like a nineties okay. comedy or something. And it's like the one of the dudes, one of the delinquents, gets on a motorcycle, and it's like you're expecting the mo- motorcycle, but then it's just Nordia walking around and go. Nineties, nineties delinquent on a motorcycle. Yep, I know. Sounds like Great Teacher Onizuka. It was not Great Teacher Onizuka. Yeah. No, I mean they they are lucky. Repeating jokes, <laughs> they they made like good decisions. Uh, the mangaka, let's put that on his account. Uh, he did or she, I don't know, but I'll call him. Uh, he did a good job with the jokes. He really does how to not only deliver the joke but also escalate the joke. Uh, Osaka oh. being like uh, absent-minded. And that, like, squalates so much until that scene where she, <laughs> uh, the teacher, Yukari, uh, wakes, up, wakes up in the middle of the night and there's just Osaka with a, with a knife. Just yes, that was my it. favorite joke in the show. <laughs> That's the joke escalating, right? She, she starts yeah. just uh, absent-minded and she just comes back with saying some nonsense. <laughs> and then she... she escalates until she's like standing with a knife and the, the teacher's like the fuck are you doing here is like oh you're awake i'll try tomorrow <laughs> it's like okay. I, lo- I love it though her choice of words as well it's just like oh i failed it's like failed what <laughs> yeah. failed what, what fail? yeah and the in the uh the blank stare and absent-minded yep. look to her like makes yep. her look, come the off as psychotic and yeah. I, I as the viewer i was kind of thinking that in the back of my head because there's there there's scenes earlier, like for example, uh, Osaka would be in the middle of class and she's just kind of slowly turning her head back and forth, and you go, man, she looks psychotic in a way. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it played well, it like, played on to that joke. You have later. Sakaki with the cats. You have Tosan. <laughs> you have Tosan. Kagura and Sakaki little sketches they would do because mm. uh, Kagura is yeah, a dumbass. But, but like the, the only say- problem, like the only joke I, I really didn't appreciate was. 
uh, Koyomi being the straight man for Tomo. Every time it was just... Uh... Yeah. I mean, well, okay. Uh, but like one of the things that I, uh, I'm i very interested in when it comes to this one is, I think, I mean, the anime is one thing. But like Jakey said, the way they build on jokes or something, it kind of makes me want to watch, uh, read the manga. Because the manga say four, uh, four oh, cards. It's it's like four panel it's manga. It's the same. Uh, the, the no, I I know, but like it's you know how it. I want to see how it builds up over you know just four panels over time, mm-hmm. rather than because like I, that's the problem. That's kind of the problem, especially adapting a four panel manga into an anime. Right, it becomes a bit odd because stuff has to kind of be stretched out a little bit and it's got to fit into an episode, and you got to do multiple big gags over time, and so yeah, well. I mean, yeah, I can I can use like I can form. use the the Osaka with the knife at night uh, as an example. Like she she gets the knife, and you have like four, you have like this small punch li- punchline. The the story is not like four commas or four uh, comic squares, and then mm-hmm. you have that punchline of her with the teacher at the end. Uh, it's I think it's like three or four strips. And you have those small punchlines and you, you combine it with, with the teacher waking and like two, two squares of just blank stay. Uh, no, one, one skip, uh, square of blank staring and then she just says, oh, I failed and go away. And the teacher in the end is like, failed what, right? So like it's comprised, it's a big story comprised with small punchlines and yeah, no, I I know that. That's not the point. The point I want to see is like how they build that in the manga over time, because like as you said, it's a bunch of small gags ultimately. But there, that's where I say like where the where the anime not fails, but like where the one of the problems with an anime adaptation of a four comma is the fact that like it has to because like there are times when they can put in a tiny gag like that, but there are also times where they're gonna have to stretch it out to fill an episode, mm-hmm. and you see that in a lot of the jokes they take. Way more time than they ever would in a four co- uh, four comma manga, mm-hmm. so that's that's kind of what I want to see how that is handled in the manga as opposed to the the anime. So I have one more question here. Then, do you think the art style was too basic, or was it simply a product of the early two thousands? We seem to ask this question uh, for just about every anime that we review for the retrocast how it relates to its time Um, it's it's very 2000 it It is is very 2000 like very basic characters the the clothing is very basic there's no cloth folding in the in the characters like clothing right it's just straight (laughs) there's no ribs there's no ginormous fucking eyes (laughs) yeah the when they when they move the, the arms the these leaves don't really move that much. They just bend <laughs> and things like that. It is It is very 2000. If you go back to and watch 2000 anime, especially those about comedy and four comma, those with low budget, uh, they all look like that. Yeah, it, it, like it's not as kinetic as, say, um, Excel Saga, which we reviewed before. Yeah, no. For sure. No. You have way less frames than Excel Saga. Yeah, <laughs> I did think it, I, I personally thought it was a bit too basic for my own personal tastes. But again, it is like you said, Hickey. It's it's definitely in the early two thousands. So it was I, just like what was going on at the time. I mean, I, I I'm still fine with like it's never gonna win any like fucking 
you know, Prizes, art style yeah. awards or fucking anime. It's not going to win awards, anything but... like After the Rain. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's no. It's no place further than the universe, but it's uh like it's, yeah, it's no, got it, its main it, it's got its it main focus like and that's devil main cry baby like they're not right there we're gonna stop right there <laughs> oh yeah no nah, but like it's it, it's it's got like the focus of it lies elsewhere and I'm, I'm fine with the way it looks it's not yeah it's not terrible it's just I don't know. It, it definitely good. fits the anime. It's, it's just a four comma, you know, punchline. Yeah. So you don't really need that much frames. You can do it just using keyframes, to be honest. Um, Should be animated on once. God. <laughs> but yeah, like... 24 the... frames a second. Come on. Oh, boy. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, it, it, is a, it is a pretty dry comedy, so... Um... It's all about the characters and interactions, mostly. Uh, I don't have much else to say about it, to be honest. Eventually they all grow up, and that is a bit of a nice moment. Yeah, sure. It goes on. I, I, I do like how there was a, a sense of time progression as well, and you even have them moving on uh, a year in school, and yeah. Two years. Nice. I mean, there's also... Two years, actually. Yeah, you're yeah. right, Tori. There's also, like, the, the recurrent joke with Chiyo, because, like, she's a little king. <laughs> so she's like... <laughs> High school is weird as fuck. Look at these people. <laughs> yeah. I, I, mean, I like, though, especially that whole, like, oh, her first graduation. Her first grade? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, she's never graduated before. She skipped ahead. <laughs> That's right. And it's her last. <laughs> yeah. Unless, well, college, but. Well, she wasn't um, going to college. She was going overseas to America. That's right. That's right. Yeah. She's basically starting over again, but in a different country. So, like, what's the point? <laughs> but anyways, um. Unless you have, you guys have something to say. Uh, other than that, we can move on to some community comments and then uh, give our scores. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll start off with the community comments then. Um, and if you want to do some community... Ah, as my headphone came out. If you want to leave some community comments, uh, head on over to the Twitter page of Redleaf Retrocast or at BullyingJD. Uh, day before we record, which is usually uh, every other... Saturday. Uh, you can find a pinned tweet uh, referencing the episode, and you can uh, like or retweet it, uh, leave some comments, or join whatever Discord we're part of. Uh, you can easily find it by just contacting any of us, and you can join. So the first one is Ladybot Today. Just simply says, yeah, it was good. <laughs> Short and sweet. Great <laughs> <laughs> Alright, why don't you read the next one, Tori? Man, your sarcasm, uh, your sarcasm <laughs> traveled through the internet and slapped me in the face. <laughs> uh, the next comment is from Heavy Metal Leo. says, Asmangadayu is fucking awesome. Yukari's driving is the funniest bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The Yukari mobile. <laughs> it's all she- beat up and dented everywhere. Yeah, it's fucking Shio just like, please, no, never again. <laughs> it's not that she speeds, it's more that she doesn't understand how the fucking drives at all. She sometimes drives too fast, sometimes too slow. She doesn't care for anyone else's life or safety. Alright. Hickey? Right, here we go. Next one. Mason. Unbearable. 
I think I watched two episodes before I couldn't stand it anymore. But since, but since it had such a strong following, I kept pushing to give it a chance. But after the fifth episode, I realized it wasn't going to change and dropped it. Understandable. Understandable. Like, at the beginning, the, there's a lot of dry humor and... It's very dry and it's very slow. Yeah, uh, like, at the beginning, I, I understand because when I started the show, the first time I watched it, I was like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not getting the Chuante show because out of five, six, seven jokes, it was like in one, two... But then the jokes I the jokes I liked were the one that escalated, right? So yes. that that's the best part of keeping uh, with the show. You keep watching and keep watching those jokes you don't like. They start to disappear. Uh, like in, again, the the straight man uh, Koyomi mm-hmm. does, and they get replaced with the escalation of the best jokes uh, the show has to offer, and the variations, the slightly variations of the best jokes. But I understand the criticism of this show, and yeah, I, I can agree. If, if you cannot get past the dry humor, or if you don't like the, the jokes that are actually escalating to be the best jokes of the show, drop it. You, you won't like it. Yeah, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't disagree uh, either. I'm with you. I'm with you with that recommendation, Hickey. Um, all right. Uh, Ira, I like it. I have it on DVD. Also have the omnibus, if if of the manga, misspelling, uh, which is also very good and better. There you go. I will, I you know what I will say. Uh, comment from the, um, you know, jokes not escalating or what what have you. Um, I found this anime very not bingeable. I had to kind of pick at it two three episodes at a time max. Because yeah, yeah, the yeah. jokes, uh, you know, it, it, I mean, it, it yeah, wasn't. It's a combination of factors. The, the, jo- the jokes are very dry from time to time. The characters, after a few episodes, they start to get into you and start to get angry with the characters. Uh, <laughs> you start realizing, like, you're not enjoying that much because you had too much of Kagura being dumb or Tomo being dumb or Chiyo is screaming. Not even screaming, she just screeches because she's a little kid. <laughs> you have Sakaki being animal lover and, you know, that doesn't add much right. to her character. And Osaka Shut just up. there. Osaka is there. That's a fact. So, like, if you watch more like four, five, six episodes a day, you, you're really gonna have a hard time. Even I, who, yeah. who watches... I could watch that anime <laughs> in, in four hours if I want you. I actually... It took me like two, three weeks to finish. I watched it a little bit and then stopped. I uh, gave a two-day pause and came back to it. Yeah. All right. So you're in the same boat as me. All right, Tori. Next comment. Next comment is from. Wow, you write it with an M. I hate you. Oops. Uh, <laughs> Senpai Joe, former host of the podcast. I like Asumanga. The anime is a remarkably faithful adaptation of the manga. This has the Consequence of it being very fishing and lacking a large story. My one true gripe is it is it was the trope codifier for of the schoolgirl series for a shonen manga. Yeah, Dengeki Dio, I think, yep. is what it was yes. part of. Yes, yep, that's where the joke comes from. Not so manga yeah. Dio. 
The last uh, one. K N W L S Y in the chat says, "What's up?" There we go. Uh, the ceiling. <laughs> no. Oh. Oh my God. <laughs> hey, dry Face humor. Plant. Hey, hey. We're dry humor. Our... Yeah, I guess so. I we mean, are talking uh... about Azuma Godayo. Don't God, I make those jokes. Joke. That's my job. <laughs> I, you know what? You just stabbed me in the heart, okay? That that's, is actually no, true. That was okay. a JD joke. Usually he's the one who does that kind of shitty joke. Uh, the oh last one. Oh my God, you uh, hurt me. Yotaro <laughs> Vegeta, watch it twice for science. For science. For science. Usually you <laughs> say the for science for like herons and, you know, itchy, some hentai stuff. Not for... Not for <laughs> this kind of show. I don't know what kind of science were you hey, making. Hey, but... hey, don't question the science. Sure, I want, oh, uh, man. I want, I want, I want. For science. You watch this for science, all right. Don't question it. <laughs> all right. Uh, last community shout-outs. We got Costa, Heavy Metal Leo, Ira, Senpai. Uh, not the same Joe Senpai, by the way. This is the Senpai. Um and all the boys and girls at Anime Radicals. So, uh, now that we've gone through all that, I'm curious of everyone's score. Hickey, why don't you go first? Sure. Uh, I watched it the first time a couple of months ago, or it was in 2017. I'm not sure. My my <laughs> 2018 was really weird, and I had a bunch of fever dreams with those sons sometimes. That's why I don't know if it was in 2018 or later 2017 I watched it. But I gave it an 8. I really enjoyed it. Uh, the jokes okay. like the, the escalation of the jokes are just too much for me uh and i have a really shitty <laughs> sense of humor uh so yeah an eight really good show okay tori so for a long time this this show was kind of sitting at a six for me i thought it was okay but it wasn't anything special mm-hmm. but then you know i think you said the jokes started ramping up they started building on each other started getting funnier and then, you know, it also started getting a bit more heartfelt towards the end and with graduation and whatnot happening, and I felt myself fairly satisfied with the try. Ended up giving it a seven. Seven. Okay. Kind of with you there. Um, actually, I'm exactly with you, Tori. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was a pretty average comedy. I thought it was overly dry at the start. I thought it was hard to get into. I wasn't totally into a lot of the characters. Um, but sticking with the show, it did, they did grow on me. Uh, the escalation of the jokes was very important, uh, for me enjoying the show to an extent. Um, I could not binge it. I could not watch more than two, three episodes at a time. Uh, that was just overly simplistic at times. It was a nice show. I don't think it did anything amazing. So, uh, a seven. So, um, 7.25, 7.33, whatever that amounts to. Yeah, seven. Between the t- yeah. Make it a 7. Screw it. Make it a Round seven. down. <laughs> cool. I mean, my uh, anime list has an 8.03 for Azumangadayu. Yep. I don't know the anime planet one. Um, I think I have it in front of me, actually. You should it? look at it. You should look at how many people watched it and rank it like that. Mm. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it has two hundred and fifteen thousand fifty-six members. Uh, how many on Mal? Two hundred and fifty-six thousand 
215,067. Okay. On Anime Planet, 25,753 watched. And then another kind of... 3, 4, 5, 6, 7... Uh, eyeballs on it. Um, it has a... Uh, 4.139 out of 5. So, just over an 8. So, the same same score. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Alrighty. Well, cool. Alrighty. Well, that was Ozmanga Dio Review and our 2018 Anime of the Year cast. Uh, definitely want to shout out the retro Twitch community over uh, over via Discord. You can find them at RetroTwitch.com. A Twitter account has, has been made along with an Instagram. And you can join the Retro Twitch community. Uh, very nice retro gaming. Uh, anything retro, really, you can get into. There's definitely a bunch of people in there that you can be a part of. Uh, we've definitely partnered up, up with them. Um, you can find links to join the Discord. Uh, best place I've found is the Twitter. That's at RetroTwitch.com. R-E-T-R-O-T-W-I-T-C-H-C-O-M. And uh, fun announcement... Is we have been invited, the Redley Fletcher cast, anime cast, to join the Anime Radicals Network. So Wee. looking forward to being a part Wee. of it. Uh, I've already been interviewed, quote unquote, for an episode. That's what it was. It was kind of like what you're, what we're going to bring to it as being the retro anime people that we are. So look forward to us over on Anime Radicals uh, podcast. Hit them up. They're running an, they're also running a contest. Um. Yeah, hey, Yata. I have. Thank you. I have a question. What's up, Tori? Did you get the job? I got the job. We're in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, they're also running a contest. If you leave them a nice little review, uh, you'll be in the running for. I believe it's a Right Stuff gift card. Um. So there's that. But don't forget to enter our ongoing contest for a couple uh, Funko Pops. Or you can just simply subscribe to us anywhere that our podcast is found. You'll be entered. Just send us a nice little screenshot that you're subscribed. And you can double enter for leaving us a review on uh, iTunes or Stitcher. So, this has been Anime Episode 41 of the Red Leaf Cast, And thank you for joining us. And we'll see you next time. Peace. Goodbye. Goodbye.